Hello, I am Daniel Bloodworth. We are Easy Allies, and this is the Easy Allies podcast. This week, I'm joined by Michael Huber. Kill the Justice League. <laughs> Michael Damiani. How's it going, everybody? In the control room, making it all happen, we've got Isla Hink. Hi. Don is back there, working on some fun stuff for next week. Gabby's keeping an eye on us. Somewhere in there. She's Somewhere. back there, yeah. Uh, friends, we're here to talk about what's new, what's news, and what we've been playing. It is a stacked week. What's uh, new, what's news? I like that. <laughs> that is freaking good. Uh, Suicide Squad is out. Been putting some time into that. We've got a whole new state of play with lots of stuff to talk about there. Lots of great trailers and everything. Uh, we have our patrons' top 10 eating and drinking establishments in games. Uh, and uh, Deus Ex is freaking canceled again. So that sucks. Uh, there's a lot to cover, so we're going to go straight into it. First up, Death Stranding 2 on the beach. Whoa. Uh, straight in. Straight in. Okay. Straight Death Stranding in. 2. Not Looks, wasting any time. I like it. Getting right into this. Looks freaking awesome, dude. Yeah, I, I rewatched this a couple of times today to get uh, more more infos. Try to sort out what the heck was going on with some of this stuff. I, but yeah, what, what are you yeah, what are you guys thinking? Uh, I mean, Kojima trailers are always really fun. I'm not a big fan of like trying to piece together mysteries because sure, sure. it just seems like so pointless. <laughs> it's just like, but just catching up on details. <laughs> like I didn't know. Like I didn't notice that like George Miller like didn't have a hand. Yeah, like his hand is like chopped off, and he like attaches like a saw to it, and like other yeah. things. And it's like okay. Um, I just think the world already looks more interesting. You yeah. know, like we saw the you know, when we first saw Death Stranding, it was like that tank scene, you know, or you know Guillermo del Toro running with like a baby in a jar. And I feel like this trailer showed us so many different places. Showed us like this maybe like resistance group or something like tr surviving in this world. So just a lot more world building, I'd say. In yeah. This. Yeah, definitely. And just like cool little devices, like fragile's ma uh, mask is so cool. It has like the, you know, these hands that come up and like do different things. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, well they're cigarette. acting like a mask, but they do all kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. And like her little puppet, obviously is like <laughs> the best part of this whole thing. That puppet is amazing. But yeah, it looked really, really awesome. Looked very Kojima. Uh, but my number one takeaway was just uh, all the different environments we were in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damiani, thoughts and what kind of stuff kind of st stands out to you? The freaking baby spitting out a Metal Gear head. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the heck? Like, this, there's so much that, that and freaking electric guitar as a weapon. Oh, like. No. Yes. Just a nod. Like, you know, trying to, like, one-up Fury Road right there. It's like, oh, you did it like a memorable thing? Like, I'm going to do that. Obviously, Higgs is also is like Joker Higgs, too. It's like yeah. Kojima is, like, you know it's not that superficial. Yeah. It's Kojima. Like, we, we, have the, we had the laugh, but, like, we know there's going to be some really ridiculous thing behind that story there. Yeah. And that's not the end of it. Like, that guitar but has, like, impact on the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, half the, half the comments were bringing up the crow. Fight. The crow is the thing that people are laughing Yeah, he looked a now. lot like yeah! the crow. Higgs. There you go. Also, people were saying that... Um, I mean, yeah. Because we were commenting on them being black and white in the ship, and people were saying that when you're on the beach, you look black and white. So it's like, okay, is this ship on the beach then? Like, Yeah, traveling. Because one thing yeah. I noticed, too, they must is that they're, 
there is like the water lighting, you know, like yeah, you're in yeah. the bottom of a pool kind of look to, to, to everything when they're in that scene, which is not in these other scenes when they're, you know, full color. So it looks like, yeah, I think the ship can like go in and out of the beach, which is cool. Probably to travel between locations faster, maybe. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, you ever question if Kojima's ever losing his touch? And it's like, he throws this like 10 minute trailer out, and it's like, <laughs> really good. I know he gets like top billing, but man, this, like, I hate, like, there was a lot of good stuff in this state of play, but this just like eclipsed everything so easily. So I'm like, and I think it's like, he's just a genius at giving you the little morsels that keep you talking about this forever. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, like, I don't, like, he just has like the cool factor. Like it's the easiest thing. Like his trailers so cool, are like cool. Yeah. You yeah. talk about them. They're cool. They're stylish, but they're not like, like, you know, he is trying hard. It doesn't come off as try hard. Right. It's like people who try and mimic it. it, it and, and it's just insane that Effortlessly like he, he's cool. still capable of doing this. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's insane. And that's the thing though, is it's like, there are things as insane as Higgs shooting lightning out of a guitar, fighting a, samurai making baby noises but it's just like <laughs> it's just so out there and yet all of this serious stuff that goes on in between there uh let me oh, get man. Some, didn't some... even realize it's like flooding yeah so this is like... something Huber, that mm-hmm. i noticed dynamic rewatching weather. yeah there's a couple of things where they're like these dynamic events so Dude, you see the, the flood rock. and then you see the rock slide yeah so i think there's something to that with Definitely. the gameplay 100%. because with the flood somebody had built a bridge there but they built it kind of like in the river basin and so yeah. the flood just like wipes out that bridge yeah if you had built it like just a few steps back mm-hmm. it would have been like usable after the flood happens mm-hmm. so it's interesting to think about how those things are going to work and all of this you know strand mechanics and playing with other people and everything like that yeah right, i love you, yeah. i love in this when it says was connecting a mistake and I was like, should we have connected yeah should we have connected strand gaming was a mistake dude <laughs> <laughs> oof yeah. Um, some other things that kind of uh, – some facts first, and then I'll get into some things that kind of stood out to me. So uh, 2025 is where they, they slated this. PS5 exclusive. Uh, the cast that they've uh, put in here so far, Nomer Nuritis, Leia Sadu, Troy Baker. Norman Reedus, baby. Elle Fanning, uh, Shioli Kutsuna, uh, and George Miller. Uh, which we took a few minutes to recognize <laughs> when we first dude, watched it. What is this like reanimation jutsu shit, dude? But that's <laughs> another reason they're yeah. pulling it back to the crow because he's yeah. like coming back to life, coming yeah. back from the beach. For sure. Um, Yoji Shinkawa uh, will direct character and mechanical design. And then uh, Ludwig Forsell and... Uh, it's back for music, and Kyle Cooper is back for the mm-hmm. title designs. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the worst part about Death Stranding 1 for me was the combat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not a combat-focused game, but it's still there, and it was definitely yeah. the worst part of it. I'm hoping... Uh, I, I, I already feel like with the addition of these robots, combat will be better because you know, you're penalized kind of for killing people in the first one. Right. But I feel like now you know they showed... Sam like shooting the robot just with a gun like unloading on it so I wonder if you're able to actually kill them because that would be a really cool way to have like guns blazing use your guns on the robots but then when you fight other humans or something then you can go stealth and avoid them and non-lethal so that would encourage you to do both sides of it 
Yeah. And and Higgs, you know, makes that comment about like you traded in the, the rope for a stick, yeah. talking about the gun, mm-hmm. which clearly like from the design looks like a gun that like his team made because it's like all of these robots and stuff are like his factory mm-hmm. that he's been pumping these things out. But he does still have the rope hanging there. Yeah. So it's not gone, gone. Yeah. But he's like, I think commenting is like, you're going to be shooting more. Yeah. Kind of like with the DLC, like there was more shooting in that and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um one of the things, uh, you know, we see at the beginning and then towards the end, uh, the character that they kind of bring in from, like, the, they call a chrysalis. Mm-hmm. And they, like, you know, uh, saw it open and then they start wiping the tar off and everything. Yeah. I am pretty sure, having looked over that a little bit more closely, that yeah, that blood, is... Yeah, you've been sniffing this. That's been L. Fanning's character. Got that's it. in there. He's been obsessed with yeah, this Yeah, he's obsessed chat. with this chat. Well, first I thought it was uh, Quali. Margaret Quali. Yeah. yeah. Andy but, McDowell's daughter. But uh, looking at her nose in particular, and then the other thing is uh, sh- when when Elle Fanning comes out, she has this thing on her arm at the elbow, and that character, when it's like raising up, has the same thing on their arm. Hmm. So I think it's just that because she's got all the tar over her, her hair looks like it's dyed black. Got it. That you, it's harder to recognize her, plus the angle of her face, you're like looking yeah. at it from below. Yeah. So... I love Norman Reedus so much. So Holding much. the baby. Yeah. I Lou love man. that man. That shot of Lou was so good. Yeah. Uh, Drawbridge baby. is this international organization uh, that Fragile's heading up that's outside of the UCA. You know, she kind of is like explaining it to the audience as she's explaining it. I mean, I mean, dude, I beat the first one and, and like, it's, you know, we did the spoiler mode and I was like, yeah, I didn't understand shit. So, <laughs> like, it's like literally like Metal Gear Solid <laughs> 1 to Solid 2 where he's like officially working for the government, official military organization or like government organization. And in Metal Gear 2, him and Otacon go independent with like a philanthropy mm-hmm. group and do their own thing on the side. It's like philanthropists. Like, there's yeah, there's. <laughs> Some cool parallels there that are going on. I love this, Kojima. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because at one time it's like they talk like he's going into Mexico, but then they're like, they do this dialogue cut, and it's just like, just like in Mexico. And I'm like, okay, wait, I thought we are in Mexico. So I, I think there's like... Globetrotting. Uh, Globetrotting, yeah. dude. Yeah. A little jump there. Which is nice, too. I saw like, you know, the, the, the vehicles on the open sand dunes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like unless people built you bridges, you know, which was awesome because it really encouraged that group strand vibe um you know all of the rocks of iceland were like hard to really use vehicles a lot so it looks like some of these spaces will like really use vehicles more than you know running around and you can have like the little robotic things right. and stuff but feels like like vehicles will will probably get an upgrade and that was in the dlc as well the director's cut the like races yeah <laughs> the they had some extra truck. vehicles yeah <laughs> you know and something that they had held back on that we didn't really see um before the first game came out was the zip lines. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really fun setting up those zip lines and then going all around the yeah. mountains and stuff in the yeah. snow. Yeah. The drawbridge logo says both stick and rope to protect and connect together for tomorrow. Yeah, that's good. Drawbridge. Good catch. Are we are we piloting a mech in this game? Yes. Is there gonna be a mech fight? I mean, I yes. think that might be why Shinkawa is on the team. hundred yeah. percent. Well there were legs in the first hey. one, so you're definitely using them. There are legs. Yeah. Now we got a head. So it's like, here we yep. go. Collect those parts, baby. Um, also, we had the Elden Ring hand monster make an appearance. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> yeah. There's a boss fight right there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then just like 
some something going on with Lou. Mm-hmm. Of course. Damiani mentioned she, a little she bit. She ain't of dead, dude. She ain't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But Sam thinks that she is, so. Yeah. 2025 That's already. That's a tragic part. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Part one, even though I didn't understand all of it, like, understanding the emotional connections rather than, like, right. the the minor nitty-gritty plot details, you know, of, like, wait, why is this person? How does this connect? Like, the emotions are there. I mean, the, the uh, and there were some really powerful moments. So I imagine too. You know, we already we already see people like crying and like yeah. hugging, and it's like, all right, here we go. Yeah, like fragile, like gasps <laughs> when you know she she sees who it is in the chrysalis. So it's like I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. Like, if, you know, Guillermo del Toro. Is. I wonder if he'll be in there. Hope yeah, so. but I mean, like the bonds between Norman and BB and like mm-hmm. fragile mm-hmm. and yeah. and the scene where a character toward the end like takes their mask off yeah. and it's just like weeping. I was like, this is really good. Like, I don't know. It's really cool. Sam Porter Bridges, top 10 names. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then right after that, um, they didn't have any, any kind of footage or concept art or anything. They just had a really crazy drone shot. They just pulled out of the <laughs> Sony Culver, Su- Culver City lot. <laughs> yeah. And showed the sign. Yeah, Herman Holst and uh, Hideo Kojima announced a new action espionage game going into production after Death Stranding 2, mm-hmm. which does that make it like a PlayStation 6 launch game? I'm like, that's going to be wild. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, it's a non-announcement to me, but it also is actually really a really big thing because it it makes me think that this will be the end of Death Stranding 2 either like fully or for a long time. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you go back to Death Stranding 1 till when this ships, and that's like a lot of years for Kojima to work on one thing. I know he worked on Metal Gear forever. Right. But, like, I imagine he wants to do, like, more new stuff, new things. You know, he's doing the Xbox yeah, OD. game. OD. He's doing OD. And so, several, like, movie multimedia things, yeah. too. So, like, yeah, I wonder if this will be the end of Death Stranding or it'll go to another studio like would that ever happen no i don't think that'll happen but i do think yeah. you know i do think it's something that like yeah he's fine with putting on the shelf yeah you know they made a they made a point of saying this is our third new ip mm-hmm. you know he's trying out other things yeah uh for kind of reference uh the xbox game was teased in june of 2022 wow and then we didn't get the thing until the yeah. game awards which was december 2023 yeah and that's still like so early that we don't know what the heck it is yeah um, and then, uh, what was funny though, uh, is he said, uh, blurring the boundaries <laughs> between film and games, offering near lifelike graphics and a new take on interactive entertainment. And I'm like, I don't know. All I can think of is Alan Wake too. Yeah. Is like, why else would you be at some place like the Sony lot? Like, yeah. You know, it's like, you're going to shoot live action, live action yeah. scenes. Um, I wonder if he'll have a movie. Yeah. Like an actual legit feature film. Yeah. That is part of the game universe, like that connects in a way that has never been done before. Like I'm I'm waiting for that moment, mm. you know, when it's like somehow, you know, you play the game and then you see the movie or and it's like directly connects. Like, I don't know. I know we have like enter the matrix, but like that, like something but like way more ambitious right. than that. I mean, he's I said know. a few times that they are working on film stuff. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Um, the name that they uh, came out for, was on the side of the building is Fizint. 
Fizzint. P-H-Y-S-I-N-T. Yeah, I thought of Sigint, too. I totally thought of Sigint. Which they just call a working title, but yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Physical interaction, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. Intelligence? Physical intelligence? But it is interesting to think about Kojima going back into this space because it's like, you know, we don't have very many great stealth action games right yeah, what, now. What did he call it? Because Metal Gear is tactical espionage action. What did he call this? Action espionage. Action, action espionage. espionage. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, Basically yeah, yeah. the same thing. Basically the same thing, yeah. <laughs> it's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so you do the same thing, but backwards and in heels. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like Herman was like, hey, Kojima, like, all Konami's doing over there is is remake. Yeah, they're just remaking. You want to do something? Yeah. You want to do something? <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. So. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into some more of that state of play stuff in a minute. But first, Huber. Yo. Suicide Squad's finally here. Oh, we're doing this now. We're doing this now. Wow. Let's talk about some Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, you've gotten a good ways into it. I've only gotten like, the like through the intro, yeah. basically. Yeah, I'm at the end of this game Whoa. right now. The end? Yeah. Is it short? Pretty short. Pretty that's, short. That's okay. interesting. But uh, I assume, you know, I, I assume there's in the end game, which will be like the bulk of, of the game. But then, wow, there's a lot to unpack in this game. Holy yeah. shit. Okay. Well, since I'm kind of early on, let me talk about some of the early <laughs> okay. stuff. Cause it's, <laughs> okay. Because it's like the story I'm enjoying. Yes. And the characters and all of that. But there is a lot of freaking story yeah. in the beginning of this game. Quite a bit. Like, I literally... Like I put like probably like two or three hours in last night, mm-hmm. and like I'm just now getting to the point where it's like here are your skill trees. And, like yeah. so much of my time was just like watching cutscenes or interacting with things where people are going to talk and like all of this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, it it's so weird to me, Huber, because it's like, is like it just it again that like single player multiplayer thing because mm-hmm. it's like. Is this a really a multiplayer game, or is I, this a single player game that you then go back to replay yeah, with your buddies? Exactly. Like, yeah. One like there is so much story and banter between the characters and audio logs. Like I would recommend playing this game for single player. I did the same thing with Diablo Four. Mm-hmm. You know, you go through the campaign solo because then you can take knees. You can listen to, you know, optional dialogue and co- find collectibles and really read those. Um, yeah, because following this story with multiple people chattering would just be way harder. Yeah. So, you know, and, and even the campaign itself feels like it's just trying to get you to the end game. You know, you'll do side quests and it's like, okay, you can craft now. Or like, okay, now you've unlocked like this vendor Right. So you're just like doing things to get to the end game. Um This thing does this this thing. This game does a lot of things really well and a lot of things really poorly. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean it looks really yeah, great. Yeah, it really it is runs a mix. Really well yeah, so it, far. it really is a mixed bag and you know, it's it's a very polarizing game for sure. I mean, people. It, it feels like that that people were excited to talk shit on this game, like mm-hmm. I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> right. Like there was a fervor <laughs> and an excitement for people to just rip into Suicide Squad, um, and some of that's valid for sure. Like, let's just dive into like the combat. You know, I I'm I'm f- not fully sold on the combat. 
Right. Because so many of these friggin' encounters, like I love talking about combat because there's so much to it. It's more than just simple mechanics. It's context. It's level design. It's enemy design. Right. It's story beats. And so many of these encounters, you're just fighting purple glowing monsters on really small rooftops. That is 90% of this game. And it's just, it gets tiring. It gets exhausting. You know, you'll knock an enemy off the roof and it's like, okay, now I have to like go and like find, they're like down there and let me get a shot on them or like zip all the way around to like get them and then zip all the way back. It's just like annoying. There are some really annoying combat moments where I'm just like, yo, this is not fun. This and, is just... and then at the same time, there'll be some sniper somewhere like sniper targeting somewhere, you or yeah. a helicopter or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say, you know, from when I first streamed to where I am now, I'm way more comfortable. This game has a lot of controls, a lot of mechanics. Yeah. Um, but that also is is conflicting because on the other side, it's like. There, some of these these moves you unlock, or like some of some of the traits and some of the weapons, have so much text. It is insane. Right. Unlock twenty percent affliction damage when you jump five times and you're ten meters away from three enemies that have fifty percent less health. It's like, <laughs> why do you need to be that complicated? Right. It's insane. Uh, Huber, <laughs> no joke. When I because like I said, the, I got to that skill screen. Like, I basically just got everyone's costumes finally. Yeah. And, and that's basically where I ended. It's like right when we, like, step out of, you know, them setting up base in the Hall of Heroes or whatever it's called, Hall of Justice. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when they show you, like, the skill tree. Yeah. And I'm like, these are, this is Borderlands. Yeah. This is really actually Borderlands. For the sure. way these skill trees, are, like, are set up yeah, it's and got the some side by side, For sure. it really looks like the same structure. And, like, I don't know, like... You know mm-hmm. how you get down into them, you know, yeah. but they really feel very similar in those regards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, traversal like, feels amazing. Yeah, traversal is great. It actually does feel very different for each character. It does. They all have their own little quirks. It absolutely traversal is absolutely one of the highlights of this game. Captain Boomerang and Deadshot feel so fun to zip around with. King Shark has like really awesome leaps and stuff, which is really cool. And Harley is definitely the trickiest to use um, because she uses, like, Batman's grapple, but she can't glide like Batman could in Arkham City onward. So you get, like, you can do, like, a grapple on the drone and then another grapple. But after, like, two, the cooldown is so long that you'll need to find a a launch point to, like, use your other, like, launch. And that'll reset it. So there are some times, if there are not a lot of buildings around, where you're like, "Uh, I'm going to fall to the ground and start over. But I've, I've definitely gotten a lot better with her mobility. Um, I just don't think it's as fun as, like, Captain Boomerang's so fun and Deadshot's so fun. But I'm sure everyone will have their their favorite to use, but Captain Boomerang feels really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you um, start off with? This is what I like, Bloodworth. Yeah. It encourages you to use everybody. Yeah. Uh, in a really fun way. If you, if you play on higher difficulties, you get more XP and resources, which is cool. And before some missions, it'll be like, yo, this character is like more excited for this mission. Right. They'll get more XP. So I really have been using every single character evenly. And I really appreciate that. It's really smart uh, and really fun. Yeah. Just just to be able to use everybody. That's kind of a funny way to 
phrase that. Exactly, like, yeah. This character wants to do this. Yeah, like, uh, you know, Captain Boomerang has some, like, a grudge against Flash. You know, yeah. they tango a lot. And, you know, when you go do some missions revolving that, Captain Boomerang's like, oh, yeah, let's go. I'm excited. Like, it's like, okay, use Captain Boomerang for And this. it's communicated really well, too, Isla, because when you switch characters, there's, like, a ring, right, mm-hmm. with, the, like, the four different directions. Yeah. Yeah. And and the one that you're gonna get those bonuses with, like it's like glowing pink. Oh, okay. You know? So like yeah. you know which one. Yeah. That that you're gonna be more in tune with for that mission. Yeah. Uh, but before you get to that point, before you can swap like the the opening section, like mm-hmm. you do have to like, you know, make a choice for the first hour or so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I went with King Shark, and it was great because it's like his commentary is so good. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like. Like, really was, like, talking about, like, how important journalism and stuff was at the Daily Planet mm-hmm. and, like, how much he respects Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, but they didn't have any treats for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Just... Yeah, I'm already, like, there's a lot to learn. So I'm already so much more comfortable than when I was. I'll stream it again, chat some endgame shit, get nuts. But even then, it's like, sometimes zipping around like isn't as efficient you know i always talk about that it's why yeah. i was like a little critical of devil may cry five and it's like sometimes you don't need to be unnecessarily flashy sometimes just basic fundamentals are the most efficient way through this combat encounter yeah um but it is fun to like when you really get going and zipping around and like picking these enemies off but again like so many of these missions are just so boring like, you do the same shit. It'll be like, yo, escort this moving vehicle to the point. Okay, the, the vehicle is stopped now. Go clear the rooftops. Or it'll be like, hey, go rescue three survivors from three different rooftops and bring them back here. And it's just like there's such a limited pool of enemies. And there's no connection, you know? Of course, this game's going to be be compared to, to Batman, and it's like you think about that. Think about the the Batman enemies. It's like you go into you're going to take out Two Face. You're fighting Two Face's right. gang, his crew. They're like, you know, they have banter about Two Face and about the Batman and about Catwoman, like stealing shit and coming in. It's like you have a connection to the people you're fighting. Whereas this is just like numbers, numbers, lifeless enemies, numbers. Right. It's like and the no- stealth elements of Batman allow you to kind of like. You know, yeah. hang back and eavesdrop on people and everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here, I, like, I can imagine, like, there's no, there's none of that with these these goons, at least that I've seen. Yeah, there's no connection to these goons whatsoever. Um, I will say the squad themselves has has really endured them t- to me. I am so into all of them, even when they have really crude humor like you would probably expect from the suicide squad you know there are some you know pretty blue jokes in there they still land because the vo is amazing the acting like the visuals you can really see their facial expressions like the crew and the story and the the banter is definitely a highlight uh and there's a lot of kevin conroy yeah a lot of kevin conroy in here a lot of a lot of chatter from Conroy. But one of the things I was thinking here, Huber, you know, like I was saying about how, um, you know, about how much, like, there's so much upfront story. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, uh, one one part that I really like that's in the beginning is there's sort of like this Batman museum. Yeah. Where it like recaps. Incredible. The Arkham trilogy plus Incredible. what happened afterwards. Yeah. But there are also all of these Barely. buttons for like every villain. Yeah. And I was like, some of them, they'll like, you know, the, the squad will give their own commentary on, but a lot mm-hmm. of them are just like basic stuff about yeah. those characters. And it just like 
again, that was a part where it's like, okay, you didn't really need to have all these buttons. It just kind of bogs yeah. things down hmm. a bit. Like I it was it. a little bit more. Like I like it. Yeah. But, but imagine if, that with four people all pushing different buttons. Right. It's like chaos. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. It's better to have just like focused on those big points you want people to hit because those are fun yeah. little like animated things yeah. with cardboard cutouts and all of that. Yeah. Amanda Waller is also amazing. Her performance. Oh. Like these characters are seriously good as you would expect if you played the Arkham trilogy. I'm stoked about it. Yeah, her, intera- um, her interaction with Wonder Woman, like, right off the bat, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the way it connects everything, it might, like, devalue the Arkham trilogy a little bit because that was so focused and tight and incredible. Whereas this, you know, this kind of has, like, a Metal Gear uh, Solid Revengeance uh, situation here, Damiani. Just I was waiting for a response. <laughs> yeah, what are you thinking? What do you from what we're we're talking about so far, Damiani? I mean, I don't mean to like rain on the parade, but like everything about this game looks like horrible to me. <laughs> I have like no interest in this game. Yeah. From the moment everything they've shown about this game, I'm happy to hear the performances like are good. And yeah. like the like the stuff about like the story. Yeah. I think for a lot of people that's like the silver lining. It's like, hey, at least I'm getting you know, this good narrative, I'm getting these good performances. I can at least enjoy that. And yep. when it sounds like it sounds like you want to get through that, it's not too terribly long of a time investment. So it's mm-hmm. like jump in, get in, get out, you had a good time. Totally. And like, it's not going to keep you coming back for seconds. Yeah, I don't know how this game is going to have legs, honestly. Like, okay, we're getting new characters and stuff. But like, am I really going to want to grind these new characters if the combat itself is just not that satisfying? Right. Like, the combat just, like, we I've unlocked more stuff and, like, more moves. Like, you have your ultimate ability, kind of, and your, your other, like, melee ability. But it's like, yo, I was already down on the combat from the jump, and now that I've put, like, 10, 15 hours in, it's like, dude, the combat's just getting worse because it's the same damn Ugh. thing over and over and it's just like now there's more annoying enemy types and like more annoying objectives like oh these enemies can only be damaged if you do this and it's like it's just not fun mm. and even the guns like have bare like they don't have the best feedback the, the melee the doesn't I have do the best like, feedback though, is um and hopefully i can pick it up in the story at some point but mm. like the when you first they first give you king shark yeah that minigun the minigun's cool the way that thing feels the, on the, the dual sense dual is, sense is, is pretty nuts yeah the dual sense stuff is good I'm, that um, stuff doesn't excite but then me, once though. you get into like the main game like you don't yeah. have that gun so yeah. you know you have a slower mini gun that's yeah. like not you know not quite the same yeah so yeah the end game will be it'll be uh, obviously a different opinions like that's a huge part of this game but which is interesting to me because that's the kind of thing I'm like I'm not even personally interested in mm-hmm. you know so it's yeah. like how much am I even going to get out of multiplayer mm-hmm. Because I don't necessarily want to do multiplayer. I definitely want to first do, run through. I'm but I don't know how much raids. I want to play multiplayer after that. This is just like this weird again, this weird dynamic of these yeah. two things, yeah. back to back. Uh, join the Easy Allies clan if you're <laughs> watching this. Um, yeah, I I think at best it's just okay. Really, I, I know there's like the hardest takes out there, the most aggressive, vitriolic like. F you die takes. And then there's also the other side, the toxic positivity of like, oh, you're all just babies. You all just wanted Arkham. Like, no, I, I think it's actually nuanced and it's somewhere in the middle where like some of this game is really good. Like the traversal and the story and the characters, like we were saying. 
Um, but the combat just isn't great. Like maybe if you get four people all really going. Right. But even like the with the addition of afflictions, there's like different afflictions. So it'll be like, okay, you can freeze enemies. These afflictions like sound cool in theory, but this stuff never excites me where it's like you can freeze enemies. All, all the afflictions have buffs, pros and cons. Right. So it'll be like there's a Bane one where it's like all the enemies will fight each other, but they like take less damage or something. Or like mm. electric enemies, you know, if you electrocute them. Uh, they take damage over time, but then they do more damage to you. Or I, yeah. I forget the yeah, exact. Yeah, there's so much of this, like, yeah, Borderlands, Diablo stuff. There's stuff. so many And I just am not parameters. interested in that with this game Same. for whatever reason. Same. Like, I don't care about gun stats or, or any of this stuff. Like, you know, I am definitely, like, more of a fan of, like, the the Batman is like, oh, yeah. you get a new gadget, and then you mm-hmm. use that gadget. And I don't need a bunch yeah. of numbers or, to compare things. Or even, like, Destiny, you know? Destiny is so clear with its abilities and stuff, it's like a le- less is more approach here. Like, you know, the numbers go up, but this, it's like, okay, the numbers are going up, but also it has all these other modifiers. There's just like such an onslaught of modifiers where it's like, I don't, I'm not compelled to take the time to really dive in. Like, obviously I have a little bit, but it's like, okay, now I can, like, it's still, it's still at the end of the day, it just comes down to, Shoot them in the legs, melee them. Shoot them in the legs, melee, get your combo up, and just keep shooting. Counter shot, ouch. I'm still not feeling the counter shot thing, really. It's kind of a weird... I do like it. I like it. I don't know. It's like a ranged counter. Just mechanically, it just feels a little weird with the button assignments. Yeah, like the the distance that it works and like the, the, the AOE of how it works. Like sometimes I'll hit them like way far away and it'll work, but then it won't. Yeah, I... This game is, it's rough. I'm trying to find the positives just with the story and everything. Like, it is really cool, but I don't see myself sticking around very long. Yeah. So, maybe not the train wreck that we all thought it would be, but definitely not great. How about... Maybe I'm swimming. We'll see the end game. The end game will decide if I'm swimming or if I sink... All the way to the bottom. I know it's a little early to oh. say this, but how about Avengers? The comparison to this versus Avengers. Because th- Avengers, everyone was talking about how good the campaign was. Yeah. And then- I honestly think this campaign might... It might be stronger. Just because I like the... I like the DC characters a lot. Like, we are... This is definitely... There's a lot of DC characters popping up. Whereas the Avengers campaign was, like, a little more focused on, like, MODOK and Kamala and... You know, they they all 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 the the Marvel stuff didn't pop up as much as the DC stuffs popping up in this. Um, but yeah, I liked that campaign too. But that had the same problem where you're just fighting lifeless aim robots. Like now we're just fighting purple glowy things. So yeah, we'll see how the end game goes. Blood. Okay. Yeah. We'll check in with you after you're done. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing that actually really r- lowered it quite a bit. Um, I'm not going to talk about it because spoilers, but like we could have risen to like a solid swimming in sevens. Like, yo, we're swimming. The boss fights. Oh, no. Okay. No. Haven't gotten to any yet, but okay. Nope. This ain't it. (laughs) This ain't it. Nope. All right. Let's get back to that state of play. First up, Stella Blade. Stella. (laughs) 
Uh, we got a date on this coming up real soon. Yeah. PS5 only, April 26th. Nice. Stellar Blade follows the journey of Eve, a warrior who descends from an off-world colony to defeat the Natibas. The Natibas. <laughs> humanity's enemy that suddenly emerged on Earth. The Natibas appear to be attacking the human race at the will of a higher entity composed of Alpha and an Elder, but no one really knows about their origin. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the quick, they swerved so quick off of Natives that <laughs> I'm kind of almost impressed. Because <laughs> it used to be N-A colon T-I-V-E-S. Yeah. And apparently they changed it by the time this released. Yeah, to Natibas, which is only barely better. Yeah. Um, protagonist yeah, Eve finds herself in a devastated world where she meets Adam, <laughs> a survivor left on Earth, and Lily, a member of a previous airborne squad. Together they join forces to battle against the Natibas. Along the way, Eve's party works with the surviving citizens in the last human city, Zion. Matrix. Uh, yeah. So what do you think about how this Bible. is compared to like what we thought earlier? I mean, it is, it's what I expected from the okay. last trailer we saw, you know, same combat looking, you know, kind of soulsy and kind of Bayonetta-y, like, you know, get your parries, get your dodges, you're fighting big hulking beasts. The part that surprised me, like I said on our reactions, was just the RPG stuff, like walking around town, having little little campsites, little vending machine areas. Uh, the town looked fun to explore. Like, I really like this town. Um... Yeah, I just, I don't, I can't imagine really getting all, like, wrapped up in this story. Right. But the game itself looks fun, and the, like, the characters look pretty cool. Some of these, like, cyberpunk-looking freakos, like, you know, you got your your anime people, your cyberpunk people. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty much what I expected. Damiani, what, were you, what are you thinking? Is, is all this uh, open-world exploration questing a bit of a surprise? Yeah, um, it, it, to me, it's like gives me pause. I'm not. I, I feel like it could be done very poorly, and it's not very easy to do well. Um, so I, I hope it doesn't just like ruin the pacing. I was kind of just expecting like go out, big environments, fight enemies and some bosses, and then like upgrade. Um, so I, I don't. I don't know. Um, it didn't look. <laughs> the environments looked nice, but some of the interactions I saw didn't look terribly interesting. Um, it, it looks like it's barring from a lot of like different things. And I hope it's not like just like a checklist of like, we should have this cause it was cool in this game. We should have this It is like it, how it comes together. I'm very curious if it can like nail that. Um, and yeah, like for earlier trailers that made the combat look really awesome. It took its sweet time to, I mean, I wanted to show off other stuff. It took a sweet time to get there again. And like, I watched it a second time and I'm like, Hmm, I'm not like, it looks okay. Like, I'm not, like, hmm. blown away, and I'm not, like, particularly, like, really sold on this yet. Like, I still feel like maybe I'd need a demo, and it would win me over. Mm, yeah. Yeah, maybe we still yeah. get one, too. It's a couple months out. Uh, Isla, yeah. what do you think? There's a, a lot of cosmetics in this. You keep seeing different outfits for her. <laughs> Boy, do we. Uh, we were just talking about various things about how women's bodies actually work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And yeah, I don't know. This game, like, it is what it is, right? It's a sexy booba waifu game with some combat and a pseudo open world, but probably just about 
cosmetic and microtransactions. So like I don't know, I see it for what it is. And like all the all the like two camera ass shots, you know, it's like hell yeah. But at the same time, like, okay, you know, that's what this game is. So I don't know. Seems fine. If it's free, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's free. Um yeah, I, I do think the like the monster designs are pretty crazy. I think combat looks sick as shit in yeah. this game. I don't know. I'm sold on the combat heavily. Yeah. I, think I worry really about fun. all the slowdown, like all the pausing and like cinematic sure. flipping and crap. Like I know definitely. like some people like that, but I super don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope mean, that's that definitely just... gives me like a bayonetta type of thing. I yeah. hope that's just like you visceral attacks right. or kill attacks or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely too much slowdown can really kill yeah. it. Like even Tekken Eight, I was like, there's a lot of slowdown in this. And yes, I know oh, that she yeah. was modeled after a real human woman. We were talking more about the physics, not her proportions. But yeah. Yeah, but I, I like don't know. Seems fine. Dummy I like that there's guns and shit too, like swords and blades, or swords and blades and guns and like some giant laser beam. I don't know. Looks cool. The enemy design and the world design and the, and the like town designs are sick. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. And the outfits are hot as shit. Like, come on. Uh, Damian, you were going to say something? Oh, I mean, we, I don't think we mentioned it once. I'm kind of a proud of ourselves, but I'm going to ruin it now. We never compared this to, like, Nier. Like, it's <laughs> definitely it's taking inspiration from Nier. Like, it's definitely. 100% looks like Automata, yeah. I wanted yeah. to give us a shout-out. But, yeah, <laughs> these crazy enemies with, like, just a wheel of teeth for a head. And mm-hmm. there's, like, also, like, this panther that has, like, a hand kind of thing going on for its head, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I'm what I'm curious to see is if you can um, change the colors on the costumes, because mm, yeah. then like things are gonna get real zesty. <laughs> sure. There. Uh, next up, uh, Sonic Cross Shadow Generations. Crazy. Uh, yeah, didn't yeah. see this coming. Uh, and uh, reading about it, uh, I didn't even understand this from the trailer. This is this is a remaster of Sonic Generations. Okay. With a shadow campaign okay. being uh, added. Uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah. Love Sonic yeah. Generations. Haven't played it since it was out. Heck yeah. So I didn't recognize any of these. Crazy. So it says a brand well, new I mean, shadow story. Oh, go for it. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was Sonic Generations for a while, but I'm like, but then Shadow showed up. I'm like, okay, what is it? That was like yeah. two. Oh, okay, Sonic, uh, yeah, but it sounds like with a new campaign, you're re- like, it really is like, Significant add on new content added kind on, kind of like which a is Bowser's cool. Fury type uh, situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious how long it is compared to the original. Yeah, Sonic Generations Probably campaign. Like five hours, I'm gonna guess. You yeah, know? yeah. Still uh, really cool, dude, and like a great time for this. You know, Sonic had Frontiers, which did really well, and obviously the movies are doing really well. Um, some Shadow hype in there. You know, I feel like Shadows like. When's the last time Shadow had, like, new content? What, what was the last <laughs> new Shadow the Hedgehog content where he got, like, marquee billing? Right. Feels like it's been a while. Not only that, Hubert, <laughs> but this, get this, uh, dive into his dark past. Hell yeah. To unlock Punished. his inner powers, explore his backstory. Yes. Uh, and confront familiar foes to save the world and prove why he's known as the ultimate life form. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of your mind. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm hyped on that. Um I'm excited on like even other than the Shadow stuff, I'm excited to revisit 
Sonic Generations because that was so long ago I played that and I just remember having having a a strong a strong love for that game. Yeah. You know, I, I remember it came like Sonic has gone had so many ups and downs and like struggled a little bit here and there throughout its life as a franchise and I remember that being like a positive note like Sonic Generations I remember coming away from that game being like yo that was a good Sonic game like yes <laughs> so yeah uh, that's coming in fall on basically everything PS5 PS4 Series X and S Xbox One Switch and PC cool uh, we got a brief look at, uh, we don't need to worry about putting the footage because it's so quick. Uh, Dave the Diver has a Godzilla, little cool. Godzilla tease. We don't really know much about how it's going to work. but Dave the Diver uh, is the cool. new Shovel Knight. This, it, like, everything's going to pop up into Dave the Diver, and Dave the Diver's going to start popping up everywhere else. Like, we're going full Shovel Knight right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then the next big one, Judas... Uh, which is coming from uh, Ghost Story Games, which is Ken Levine's new outfit. Yeah, dude. Uh, I didn't realize or remember that he also had worked on System Shock 2 mm-hmm. before Bioshock and Damn right. Bioshock Infinite. Uh, and this is coming to PS5, Series X and S, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're saying that uh, the trailer has a lot of in-game PS5 footage. Nice. Um, but uh, the little blurb Just they got in-game here. in-game footage in general. It's good. Uh, the Mayflower... Is <laughs> the name of this place? Okay, a space-faring city uh, whose citizens are trained to tear each other apart for even the most minor infractions. That is hilar- a hilarious premise. Jeez. Yeah, that is that is shades of Bioshock. I love that 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 absurdity. Yeah, like someone litters and he just gets like mobbed by ten people and ripped apart. That is awesome. Yeah, uh, and where machines control every aspect of business, art, and government. Whoa. You, as Judas, are the driver of every event in a mysterious story with a new cast of characters to get to know and to change in a world where every decision you make affects how the story unfolds. Great. I know. You think about how long Bioshock, how long ago Bioshock was, Mm -hmm. and it's like, let's get more ambitious. Let's really, like, elevate the immersive sim genre again. Like, that. this has that potential um you know this was this come out in 2024 2025 they haven't actually put a any anything on it they yeah. said the platforms but they didn't put a time window that I, i've seen yeah i want to see awesome like story impact on how you play this game that is that is my wish yeah um but very Bioshock, and then, like, you've got the gun in the right hand and the, mm-hmm. like, fire or ice or whatever in the other. Classic. You even yeah. see, like, a Vita chamber kind of thing where, like, you're rebuilding your arms when you re- respawn. Yeah. I really like the art design. I really like the overall look. Mm-hmm. Very happy with the way that game looks. Yeah, it looks so good. Yeah. V Bioshock. Yeah. Damiani, were you into those at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, I brought Bioshock to Hall of Greats before it was thwarted by uh, Old Man. Um, Old Man. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, I never played two, but I was really... Uh, I played cool. through Infinite. Two was all right. In, in, yeah. I heard two was decent. Infinite, mm-hmm. you know, had a lot of high expectations. Don't think it quite lived up to it. Um, that game is you know, in dire need you know, of a cultural reexamination. I feel yeah. like it has been so long. Like, when's the last time anyone replayed Bioshock Infinite? That is what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Sophia and I mm-hmm. were talking about replaying it the other day. Yeah, because I remember, I remember loving the early like 
like city stuff, like mm-hmm. walking around and like the barbershop quartet and all that. Yeah. It's so good. And, and then it's it kind of the middle port part of it and the shooting was just kind of that. My memory of it was that yeah. those were kind of where it fell down. It's DLC was really incredible. good. Yeah. So for some reason, even though as much as I like that game, I never did get around to playing that DLC. Real good. Yeah. Uh, yeah go on, Damiani. I cut you off. I pretty sure I played through the DLC. You always went back to Rapture, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, was that was known. That. Uh, trying to rem- Barry, let's see. Yeah, I was trying to remember if that was it or if it was a different one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I mean, that ending, the original ending, got everyone like talking about it, whether you hated it or loved it. I mean, kind of like Mass Effect Three. I mean, controversial yeah. endings. Yeah. But it yeah it does feel like I mean maybe I'm too like casual main you know in the mainstream to be aware of games that have been similar to this besides like the System Shock re-release that came out re- uh, yeah. recently. They really haven't done a game like this, I think, since like Infinite and it's DLC, right? Like this has just been, you know, something people, you know, yeah. Been well, we have we have Deus, nice to go back Deus to games and we the, have immersive Sims, yeah. We've Dishonored got and yeah, Dishonored. Well, those yeah. are like so different style. Steampunk I feel. I feel like Bioshock with its like its setting and like the, the, the those you know steampunk like retro like you know. Uh, like a period piece like set during like alternate right. history of a decade like i kind of yeah. like like that and that i don't think we really had that totally clockwork, clockwork revolution revolution yeah, yeah. That, that was, was the similar. one i was trying to remember that name yeah that you get a little, one like we I thought like that vibes. might be it well that's the, like the bioshock uh you know biology got into all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. like you know the legacy of bioshock is is rippling throughout many, many games. System Two had really good combat. System Shock and Deus Ex, of course. Like yeah. Really got that genre cooking. Mm-hmm. Immersive Sims for life. It's like, other than survival horror, like it's, Immersive Sims is like my second favorite genre probably. Um, it's just finding like a really good one does seem more rare. Like there's so many good survival horror games, but Immersive Sims, they don't always, you right. know, they don't pop up too often. Yeah, it's funny. I never thought of these Bioshock as an immersive sim, really. Yeah, they all have like their varying like what they lean into more than others, you know. Um, Bioshock definitely has a little more on like the action adventure yeah. side, you know, not really like talking to characters and making changes that way, but yeah, just how you like approach situations definitely has that vibe. But this definitely seems to be, from at least from the description, yeah, they seem more. to be focused a little bit more on the story aspect. For sure. Um, Which gets me more excited. Like, I'm yeah. way more excited. Like, I actually, like, can think about what this game is and what's it gonna, what is it going to be. Yeah. Uh, which has me really excited, yeah. The quote it's in the trailer that I wrote down, I'm here to set you free whether you like it or not. Awesome. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, one that got your attention, Huber. Yes. Metro Awakening. Hell yeah, dude. I love Metro. Play these games in freaking Russian, dude. Get immersed. <laughs> Metro 23, Last Light, and Exodus. All three of these games are phenomenal. Yeah. I really have a soft spot for the first one because it's like a little more like horror-y, survival Yeah, a little vibes. bit more grounded. Like the, yeah. You know, the more I always love... When things are grounded. Paranormal like stuff c- kind of comes up, mm-hmm. but it, you don't expect it at first. Yeah, so very hyped on this. I mean, I, I VR makes me sick sometimes, so we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, more Metro. Like, this franchise still is, is cooking, still has a pulse, is exciting. I wonder where we're going to go next, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm just excited for there to be more more Metro. So this is this is a prequel. 
um, says, uh, and is actually a quote from uh, the, the author, uh, this origin story is so essential to me. Uh, it feels like returning to the foundations and roots wow. of the series now at the level that VR technology can bring. Wow. Um, you play as a guy named Surter. A doctor on a quest to reunite with his wife by traveling through the mutant-ridden tunnels. Jessica! A post-apocalyptic Moscow as Sirdar, you will navigate a complex storyline that tests belief in the rational and tempts you to embrace the awakening of the being you are destined to become. Whoa. Whoa dude. Whatever that means. Whoa. A father. Um, and then they are still working, uh, 4A Games is still working on the next mainline installment. So they are. Then no one's coming. Yeah, there's another Awesome, yeah. dude. Let's go. Yeah, just a really fun, like, well, fun is fun is a funny word to use with Metro because it is very intense. Yeah, but uh, you got just your a, weapons jamming up and everything. Yeah, yeah uh, just has like a little bit of sh- the shades of survival horror throughout for sure. Like you know, managing your resources and just the world is so immersive and there's so much, like world building in this franchise, like the Metro stations and. Yeah, just, just like walking around walking like a on town the and listening to everybody. Yeah. Having these conversations that, like, you really are listening to conversations that other people are having that mm-hmm. are not about you. Yep. You know. Um, uh, like using light in dark locations mm-hmm. and managing radiation. And, yeah, just a really awesome franchise I love and I'm super down for more. And they haven't missed a beat. Like, all three of that, those games, that original trilogy is yeah excellent. Yeah, and they really they lean into they've always leaned into that immersion factor too, with uh, kind of similar to Metroid Prime, where like you know you have your gas mask definitely wiping off, and you have to wipe yeah, off for and, sure. Uh, and then uh, with the pneumatic weapons that you like yes, have to pump and pump you feel those. that resistance in the triggers and everything. Yeah, dude. And like, yeah, so cool. Uh, but yeah, that's coming out uh, this year awesome. uh, for PSVR two, MetaQuest two and three, as well as PC VR. Did they ever put twenty thirty three on consoles? Yeah. 2033, the first one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, played that one on PC and then the other one's on console. Yeah, I remember it was one of those games that was like pushing everyone's yeah. <laughs> systems. Yeah. Like people were trying to like max it out. For sure. Um, the uh, the next one we saw was another uh, VR game. They had two, two VR games back to back. Legendary Tales. And uh, this one has been in Steam Early Access mm-hmm. since 2021. Um, but uh, it's actually coming out next week, uh, and it's going to hit 1.0 on PC at the same time it releases on PlayStation VR 2. Cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's they talk a lot about uh, having, like, the physics-based combat, which we see a lot in, in the trailer, where, like, they're, like, grabbing skeletons and, like, bashing things with their shields and Pretty pushing Pretty badass, around. honestly. Yeah. I mean, you know me, I'm always any time down to fight skeletal warriors mm-hmm. you could wake me from a deep sleep in the middle of the night and ask me to fight skeletal warriors and i am down yeah every time uh, this looks like skeletal warriors sim dude like you're just fighting ghouls and skeletal warriors <laughs> hubert this line is like so much about you right here we're all about satisfying feedback. <laughs> yes. And strive to make players feel the power of their strikes. Awesome. Through the reaction of their enemies. Feel the hits. Um, also designed around multiplayer as well. So that's interesting to, to be playing with your buddies. Yeah. In the VR. Get some like Legolas Gimli bonds going. 
Yeah. Toss me. <laughs> Dude, like sharpening the blades. Yeah. yeah. They talk about making potions and uh, collecting items and all that stuff. And so. Playing catch with like a skeleton head. It <laughs> 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 seems fun. Yeah. Dude, if there's teleport moving, I will play this with you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm so down. I bet play. there is. I, just, I feel like it's becoming more standard. Yeah, pukezilla. If there's not, I can't do it. Yeah, I do. I do get a little ill. I can get through VR games. You know, I got through like big ones like Alex and Resident Evil Seven. But definitely, like when I'm done playing, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't been on anything VR for a minute. So yeah, it's been a minute for me too. I sampled like Horizon, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's it. It's like the last time I really got into it was the VR two launch. Mm-hmm. Just picking up a skeleton by its neck and punching it repeatedly in the yeah. face. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so funny to me. The Captain America slam. thing too with the shield. Oh yeah, yeah. the shield making an eagle screech noise yeah. <laughs> when you throw it. Out of control. Yeah, this game looks sick. Yeah, it looks very cool. Isla. Yeah. Dragons Dogma Two. What's that? We keep getting to see that. They're really pushing every time they get a chance. There's Dragons Dogma Two again. Yeah. Stop showing it. <laughs> no, actually, it's very good that they're showing it because it, it needs more eyeballs on it. It'll Dragon's sell Dogma. Well. I mean, I hope so, dude. It it feels like it's so funny because I'm such a big fan of it, mm-hmm. you know? And I know that other other fans of Dragon's Dogma are huge fans of Dragon's Dogma. Yeah. And so it, it really does feel like a cult classic in, totally. in, in a way that a lot of other games don't feel. Yeah. Um, whenever pe- whenever I recommend Dragon's Dogma to people, which I do frequently, it's always kind of hard because I'm like, listen, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's janky and weird and very strange, but it's perfect in every way. Uh, believe me. And yeah, having played this one, it's very, 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 very cool. And it, it feels like Dragon's Dogma, but more polished. And it, like, you know, they've they've repeatedly said like, technology is now at a place where this game can be what they want it to wanted it to be initially, you know? And like that felt very apparent and very true pretty much immediately. Yeah. I think when reviews and streams start hitting, this game is going to get, it's going to take off off to the races. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, the hype definitely, like you were saying, Isla, it definitely feels like still a little quiet for now. I expected there to be like a fever for this game. But I think just like the two in the title, you know, mm-hmm. probably a lot of people miss the first one. Uh, that was a PS3 <laughs> yeah. game, you know, that generation. They've, they've been good about so. keeping it re-released. And yeah, stuff, Dark Risen, yeah. yeah, PS4, but it is it is just such a unique game. Also, you know, <laughs> like it's not quite like anything else. So I think that once people get to know it. It'll be like yeah. I think Dragon's Dogma Two is gonna have legs. Like it's gonna Definitely. it's gonna keep selling for a while. All year. Yeah. Damiani, do you like what you're seeing so far? Yes. <laughs> uh, it does look pretty cool. Like the, I and it's interesting you, what you said about the hype because I maybe yeah maybe it, it might come across a little quiet. But every time I watch people who react to this. They're like, oh, this is the game I'm most looking forward to this year, nice. or this is one of the biggest games I'm looking forward to. So Good. I think it's going to be a big deal when it comes yeah. out, which is interesting because, you know, what else also comes out on that day? It's like, yeah, it has some like competition, but I, I think at the end of the day, this is going to be the one that people are going to be talking about. So mm-hmm. like, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised 
yeah. uh, when it lands, like what the discourse is going to be around and it. And just that Capcom logo gets people hyped by itself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been they've been cooking pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of things that came out. We talked about some of this after our reactions, but I uh, wanted to bring this up again for the podcast. Uh, there's a new vocation, the Warfare. Sounds like it's kind of more advanced uh, because it's like it can use uh, every weapon and learn different skills from every vocation. Whoa. Uh, and so that way you can like basically cr- kind of craft your own <laughs> vocation in a way, mix and match different things. Uh, but they say lower base stats. So you have to kind of like look at the different situational yeah. strengths of each weapon and stuff, what's going to work in, in, in each encounter. Crazy. Uh, there's also the Dragon's Plague that infects pawns as they travel between worlds. Uh, but it, it rather than weakening them, it like makes them display remarkable performance <laughs> and become conspicuously bold in their speech and behavior. I'm just like, what? What is happening here? It's such a perfect idea. Oh my <laughs> god! And the implica- the narrative implications of that are like making my head spin. I love it. Yeah, and then when it reaches a terminal stage, it will result in devastating calamity. The veracity of those claims is unclear. Like, is what insane. is happening? Yeah, I don't what know. It's been so funny. Do I want to stop it or I want to see it happen? I don't know. I want to see it. I, I hope there's like a choice, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then they talk about uh, you're going to encounter different vocational masters uh, as you explore the world and stuff. Um, and so it's like as you deepen your relationship Bonds. with them, uh, you gain their approval and gain access to their vocation. Uh, or they might give you special tomes with new skills and all Tome, of that. Tome, shout out. Yeah. Actually, the word they're using is maester. M-A-I-S-T-E-R. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Dragon's Dogma has a very <laughs> old-fashioned uh, yeah. flowery language. You know. The maester. Nice. Like, they, they use the word ought like every other every other sentence. <laughs> That's March 22nd. Also March 22nd, Rise of the Ronin. Yeah, come on. Team Ninja. Why are they doing this to us? Both these games look so incredible. Like, obviously, I'm, you know, Capcom, Dragon's Dogma, of course. Like, that's my number one priority of the year, basically. But Rise of the Ronin is looking so good. This was the best trailer this game has had yet. Uh, Really liked all the environments and the combat. I liked how intimate the combat was. I was expecting way more hack and slash from this game. Mm. I was not expecting you know, deliberate parries and dodging and, you know, intimate encounters. I was expecting, like, Assassin's Creed style, you know, run up and right. slash some people, move on. Uh, but, yeah, it looks really, really fun. Great premise with the the time period, you know. Yeah, I love the uh, idea. 19th century. We saw dates from yeah. between 1858 to 1868 in the y- trailer. Yeah, you know, it's giving me that uh, Red Dead 2, Red Dead 1 vibe, Gabby, of, like, yo, we're from a different time. Time. Right. We're old gunslingers and the world is changing. Like, I love that trope. Yeah. So, yeah, really, really excited. So, they say uh, you get swords, you get spears, uh, you get firearms in there, the guns are in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, hybrid Japanese Western weapons, they said, are options. Uh, the only example they kind of gave, gave for that is like a flamethrower uh, type of thing called a fire pipe. 
Um, and then uh, ignite flammable barrels. Oh yeah, I gotta. So have we're, some we're not free of, of exploding barrels. Never. <laughs> also, the bayonet. We saw that in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, using that in a sword fight is pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, the grappling hook stuff, though. Yeah. That really, yeah, that really looked great. The, totally. the dynamics for that. It really felt like uh, Arkham to me. Sure. Just, you know, grapple up and then glide. use the glider. Grapple and like, glide like combo. Totally blood. But then you can land on a horse, which is kind of like jumping into the Batmobile, yeah. I guess. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> funny. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully there's just a little less loot. You know, we talk about that with Neo. Yeah. Neo is like one of the hardest video games I've ever played in my entire life. And also... There's such a barrier to me wanting to like get through it all because the loot is so overwhelming. There's just so much information and numbers. You're just picking shit up all the time. We well, always go into like the like checkpoints and like selling off stuff and all, like just managing yeah. the inventory a ton. It's, yeah. it's just exhausting on more than one level. You know, it's like Sekiro is like punishing because it's like, okay, you get to a boss and this boss is insane, but everything else is so streamlined that it's like that's all you need to focus on. Whereas, like, Neo, there's just so much going on information-wise. Um, hopefully this is a little more focused than that. Yeah. Uh, Damiani, what's what's sticking out to you? I mean, <laughs> it just looks really good. I mean, okay, set the, like, the setting obviously looks great, but mm-hmm. I will say for sure that, I mean, it does look a tiny bit dated, but, like, Everything else looks pretty good. Just like, you know, give, you know, be a little bit honest here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like just the fact that, you know, be able to grapple, launch off and glide and stuff mm-hmm. like that's one of the best feelings in video games. Yeah, I mean, is. I know it's starting to become a little bit more commonplace, but it's there's a reason why it's awesome. It's just awesome to do that. So I'm looking forward to that and seeing what you could do uh, uh, on top of that, like scouting you know drop down kills you know like what other like well, they, like i want to see how they like Shima evolve shit. that as well yeah like are they gonna go like that route or is it really just gonna be like not nah, you have to like dismount and like land basically mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i hope they do a little bit more with that because it'd be sick to like use it in a battle to like click quick like i'm thinking like arkham city onward like when you yeah. batman launches himself to get out of there but get back in like no i get to i gotta get the high ground on you man totally. but i want enemies I want enemies to be able to punish you for that later. I, I want encounters where it's like, you can't just cheese that. You can't just like walk up there. There's going to be something that's going to like trip you up or an enemy who's like, I can do it too. You thought you were the only one who could do it. I want someone to like chase me down. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I love that. Um, it was interesting too. Um, this didn't really come across in the trailer, but in the blog post, they were talking about, uh, narrative choices and stuff as, yes. as well. And so right I here, love says, me some narrative choices that yeah. actually have impact. Yeah, it says who you choose to develop a relationship impacts how the story unfolds. Uh, they say there's no disadvantages to bonding with a character at the expense of another. So it's like it's weird. It's like there's no disadvantage, but you're doing it at the expense so be, of another. So yeah, it's like it'll probably be like yeah. who's gonna show up and help you in this boss fight? Which Maybe, character yeah. are you hanging out with more? Like mm. that's what I imagine. I think they mean there are no disadvantages at the expense of another. Like, that does not happen. Maybe. But they do say consider it even more variety for your next playthrough. So it sounds like you pick this one person over another. And they help you out in fights. Yeah. Yeah. Then that sentence makes zero sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, they say uh, in this trailer we see a player choose to help a character named uh, Igashishi 
fight a group of hostile guards. This choice to help establishes a bond between these characters, Once. lets players get to know Igashichi more deeply, and unlocks other game features. Whoa. You'll be able to make these choices with additional characters such as Ryoma Sakamoto highlighted in the previous trailer. Sick. So yeah, we'll, I guess we'll see how it plays out. You can unlock yeah. Fort Condor if you oh <laughs> my God, get your bonds high enough. Uh, next is that Silent Hill 2 remake. What do you think? Yeah. Some mixed, mixed, mixed reactions out there. Listen, I, I think that people are overblowing the... Uh, uh, it's so, like, it's so hard for me to say on this because I'm so nervous about this. Um, like, to me, the only glaring problem, and I talked about this in our reaction in this, is his hair and his face look totally wrong. But, mm. like, everything else, like, you know, the settings look good, the fog looks good, the puzzles look interesting and, and developed further, you know. Obviously, they're showing, like, jumping across the apartment building, so we know, like, Certain gameplay beats and moments are still there. Good-looking wallpaper. Uh, what people are mostly responding to is the combat. And, like, my hope is that this is just a trailer that focused a lot on combat. And, you know, that is making it give the impression that the com- it's more combat-focused as a game than... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is literally is. titled the combat trailer. Exactly. Right. So it's like... What are you going to do? You know, you got to cut between combat. I mean, the stuff that makes me a little nervous is just like they're showing a lot of nurses. They're showing a lot of like, you know, and I'm like, that's what I'm more worried about is that they're going to, you know, F up the subtlety or the like meaning of this stuff, you know, like. What do you think about that writing on the wall? Because that's something that people are picking apart was like, you know, it's like reap what you sow on the wall in that one quick shot. Oh. It's, it's like. Oh, you're just gonna basically come out and say. Well, I mean, that's that's something I've been nervous about a lot in these new new Silent Hill games because, like, I think for sure at least one of them, but maybe two or three different games in that uh, Silent Hill showcase had characters say something to the extent or something similar to like, "Oh, we're being punished," like, "Oh, we're here for being pu- for being punished," and like oh, we're guilty, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, yeah, you can't just say that. Like, <laughs> that's the whole point is, like, that's, uh, yeah. And, like, yeah, so, I mean, that just is furthering that. And that is exactly what I'm worried about, Blood, is, like, will they... Because, you know, shifting the camera down in combat, modernizing it in that way, like, more over-the-shoulder, like, RE4 style camera placement, you know, that's a more modern feel, and I understand that sort of a change. But, like, to me, the stuff that'll make me disappointed or or mad is that kind of stuff, where it's like, okay, did you did you remove all subtlety? Because, like, the West... I don't think anyone would realize, though, that that's... Right, that unless you know. That's never If you know, played. you already know, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, that is a tricky thing of That's of just like, to... yo, I'm punished, and I'm, like, you right, know, I'm in right, a bad right. place. But like, Western uh, Silent Hills have not traded in subtlety historically mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah i don't know i i'm cautiously optimistic as, as we were saying in our reactions about this game but yeah yeah i don't know i mean it's the combat trailer so they're cutting between combat and like the the important thing to me i think is that you know most of these shots of combat it's like you know 
one or two hits and it cuts to another encounter. And it's not like, it's not showing him mowing down like six goons in a row, right? Right. Like, and he still feels like a little weighty and he still feels like he's struggling, you know? And to me, that that's the important stuff. And in a combat trailer with editing, like obviously you're going to cut between combat encounters pretty quickly because otherwise it would, you know, be a longer trailer. And they didn't have the time for that probably. So, yeah, I hope it's just a trailer giving a bad impression. Um, like I hope the next trailer is more atmospheric. Yeah. It'll be a story trailer. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm optimistic cautiously. Um, I, you know, I think it's easy to compare this to like Resident Evil 2 remake. I think that's a really fair analog and Resident Evil 2 is my favorite game ever made. So the stakes were higher than anything that had ever released for me. And, you know, I know Capcom has maybe a little bit better track record than Konami and Bloober Team, but I went into that game knowing that the original will always be there, and this is going to be something different. And this trailer looks makes Silent Hill 2 look different. Yeah. Like, if you're expecting a one-to-one remake, I think, you know, that's a little weird, but... And there's the Silent Hill Enhanced Edition on computer, which mm-hmm. I always tell people about. You yeah. know, yeah. If, you, if you have the means... Yeah. Good and, mod there. And elite skills to, yeah. to hack your way into that. Totally. Do it. Yeah. Like, this is going to be... Dr- like, other than story beats, I assume, and even then. Like, I assume this is going to be a pretty different game than the original Silent Hill 2. Like, Resident Evil Remake 2 is pretty different. Like, some of the main plot beats and the scenario is obviously the same but you know they shake things up here and there and obviously the perspective and and all of that dramatically changes the feel of the game so i'm just expecting something different i'm not going to let this overwrite the original you know going in cautiously like they literally very clear-headed yeah, they literally can't ruin Silent Hill 2 because Silent Hill 2 is still there. Yeah, it is still there. <laughs> that's, that's what matters. So. Chat yeah. does bring up an interesting point um, that, like, enemies do seem a little faster and more agile. Like, mm-hmm. nurses are mantling over rails as as. Matt oh, yeah, they're not just, like, in. shambling. Yeah, and, like, yeah. that is pretty... That's pretty significantly different. Like, yeah. And that does imply that combat will be faster. Oh, um, yeah. Which, again, maybe not a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like I, you know. I still love Resident Evil 2 original the most. Exactly. It's my favorite game. But the remake is freaking also a 10 out of 10. Like, you know, if this game is just at least good, I think I'll be really happy. Yeah. I, I, really, I, I really want them to really, like, I really want them to claim the title of Survival Horror Puzzle Masters. You know, growing up. For my life, I was always like, yo, Resident Evil, way more like action-y, action style. Silent Hill, though, intimate puzzles, slower paced. This game really needs to sell that aspect for this franchise. That's what I want. It's the puzzles and it's the psychological elements, exactly. right? Exactly. Those are the the cornerstones of Silent Hill, besides the fog and the radio noise. (laughs) Totally. And like... Yeah. Like, take that title, Silent Hill, definitively. Take it right now. It'll be (laughs) exciting to me uh, if... Because one of the interesting things of the Silent Hill series is that it has a puzzle difficulty separate from game difficulty. And I wonder if this one will. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I... A couple... 
two things that kind of stand out just from the trailer is a the color palette mm-hmm. is yeah. right. Yeah, you know, right. like just how desaturated it is out outside in particular when when you look at those streets and stuff. Do we ask Don about the fog? Uh, he's busy, but Don, did you see the fog in Silent Hill Two remake? No. We gotta show him the fog sometime. Yep. Uh, but the the other he thing. He said it was nice. Nice. It was nice. Nice. Uh, they gotta fix that hair. Dude, the hair looks so jank. The oh hair lighting is is what it, what is mm-hmm. going on. Like it <sighs> it just looks mm-hmm. like the light is shining through his head and yeah. blasting out the other side. Like it's so weird. And I've seen that kind of thing in other games. And like he yeah. is blonde. Right. Know? He is blonde. So he's he's blonde, whatever, but he but doesn't glow in the dark. Also, another and his face just looks so fucking different, dude. Like, also, ugh. I think this is going to be so compared to Remake 2, 3, 4, obviously, yeah. for good reason. I mean, Silent Hill and Resident Evil have always been, you know, friendly rivals, friendly rivalry. Another way for them to really set themselves apart is the town, you know? Yeah. We wanted Remake 3 to lean into exploring Raccoon City, and we did not get that. You know, Resident Evil really focuses on, like, really awesome singular locations or then like going to another big location like i want the town of silent hill to just be so fun to explore like i really hope they they nail that part well mm-hmm. and that's an interesting element too because you know that raises a few questions for me like will there be multiple endings in this because you know getting, oh yeah there's getting a ritual be. ending you have to pretty much explore that town and find like six artifacts and stuff all over the place and like i wonder if this game will be longer than the original. Right. Because, you know, if you know what you're doing, like, I can yeah. beat Silent Hill 2 in a few hours, definitely. like, four or five hours, maybe. And, like, you know, there's definitely room to expand in, in like, town exploration. Yeah. You know, the apartment, the school, the hospital, or not the school, but, yeah. The you had hospital. some uh, walk in there. A few hours. A few hours. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Hill is not that big a town. Uh, Damiani, you you uh, you in Damiani? For that RE4 remake. You have any any interest in this? You love survival I mean, yeah, horror third the, person. I I, yeah, but I don't have the personal attachment to Silent Hill, mm-hmm. and I, I think what you're talking about, Huber, is more most likely. I think like what my gut says is going to happen mm-hmm. that this is going to be a little bit more different than what people are expecting. Yeah. Um, and I I do think they are looking too closely at. Resident Evil remake and you know two three four and yeah. or maybe I mean but that's the thing this could be something much different similar but very different and have like a better reception from larger group of people which means like oh there's a new path forward for Silent Hill they like this direction with it but I could see that coming at the expense of you know people who prefer the vision and style and aesthetic and vibes of the original. So, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to go too radically uh, outside the box of the original, but I do see it might stray far enough out of the lines where some people are like, man, it wasn't quite what I was hoping for. And then if the Konami is like, this just did really well. The reception was great from a lot of people. It sold very well. Let's make more like this. And it's like, oh, you're not getting old school Silent Hill ever again. It's like, this is, this is Silent Hill. Well, so that's... Yeah. Hopefully with like how hard they're going on expanding the genre, which we're also about to get into, uh, or expanding the franchise, I mean, hopefully, you know, I've always, I've always wanted, uh, you know, Capcom to make a fixed camera Resident Evil game again. It's like, there, I feel like there's 
an avenue there to just have like so many different types right. of games in the franchise. That's what you know Resident Evil really excels at having third person, first person, co-op, VR. Like hopefully, you know, one of these weird Silent Hill games can like harken back to that that old school style. But that it feels like that's really the what the indie scene has been doing so much with survival horror is like that old school nineteen nineties style. Yeah. Fixed cameras. But it is, it is still really crazy to think that like we went so long without any kind of Silent Hill, and then, yeah. then they're just like, "We're going to greenlight six games right now." <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Like, well, excuse me. Well, yeah. Quote unquote games. Yeah. 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 Um, well, yeah, yeah, and and transmedia properties or whatever. <laughs> uh, but up up next, let's switch over to this uh, Silent Hill: The Short Message, uh, which was leaked before. What? That big reveal, but then was not in the reveal mm. yeah, when they had years that, ago. that Silent Hill showcase. Damn, these visuals are good. Uh, I installed this last night. I was playing Suicide Squad, though. Yeah, and then they shadow dropped it yesterday um, on uh, PS5. And Isla, you, you streamed through the whole thing in about like two and a half hours. Yeah, it took about, yeah, a little over two hours. Reminds um, me of a 7 demo already. Oh, RE7? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It, um... We're showing for viewers. We're showing my stream from the other day right now. I played the whole thing. It. I will say it, I really liked it. It was nice. dark as hell. Heavy, heavy Great. stuff. Uh, content warning dealing with self-harm and, and, and suicide. So if that stuff bothers you, please don't play this game and uh, talk to someone, you know. But, like, it was very uh, intense gameplay very affecting uh story and um yeah it 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 is good i think it's what i want from modern silent hill which is you know psychological and the first person perspective i think really kind of leans into that where it's you know, there are parts of this where where you're being basically berated by bullies, you know, and in first person, that's pretty effective. Um, and, like, text messaging and, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, shocking FMV usage in this yeah. game? It's got FMVs, <laughs> uh, which I did not see coming. Uh, also, the other two girls are real people and you're CG, so if you're watching, you can see on the on the phone right now, like the other girl's an actor and our character is a CG girl, uh, which, you know, it's tough to tell, you know, but you can tell. But yeah, it um, is a little over two hours, really dark. Um, it has, gameplay-wise, it's most similar to, and, I, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything more than I've already said about the story, but like, Gameplay, I would I would say it's most similar to Shattered Memories, where there oh, okay. are, um, you know, it, it it becomes pretty clear pretty quickly when you're safe and when you're not, um, and the there's no combat really. It's it's just running, and um, so like Shattered Memories, where you have a story segment which is creepy and really good, and the graphics in this are fantastic, um, the environment graphics anyway, and like. Then it switches to running mechanic sections. Uh, Do we assume that this is a test to see if they're going to make a first-person Silent Hill game like this? Yeah. That's really what it feels like on the outside looking in. Like, I mean, this feels a lot like 
you know, obviously this Prototype is of... an echo of PT. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways. And um we were also thinking that this is probably a tie-in to F because mm-hmm, there is yeah. a document you can find which kind of references a woman from a, a different time period than this. Cool. Um, from Japan. Sweet. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think this is probably, probably maybe sort of maybe probably related to Silent Hill F. Sweet. Um, yeah, interesting. How are uh, puzzles and stuff like that? Because PT's puzzles were were pretty nuts. <laughs> so this one, yeah, it. Uh, there weren't a lot of puzzles in a classic Silent Hill sense. Got it. Uh, there was one part where I had to do a password, uh, which is classic. And then um, there was like one part where I was, pardon me. There was one part where I had to find, you know, different uh, photographs while being chased. And uh, that part was the most intense segment of the game. Um and, you know, chat being there kind of helped because they were like, you need to grab that because, like, up to that point, you just run. So I was just, like, running in a big that circle a for a That is nasty bathroom. Yeah. Oh, the game's graphics are really for, good. For, for listeners uh, on the stream, she walked into a bathroom. It looks like it's got a bathtub full of blood or at least pink yeah. syrup, maybe. Uh, and then uh, just roaches everywhere. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, and, you know. It's very, 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 very heavy subject matter. Um, they do a good job of yeah, not... I actually don't want to look at this right now. It's a little intense. No, yeah, and they do a good job of cutting away. They don't actually mm. show some of the most... You know, like some, some stuff when talking about self-harm, like they actually show it, which I think is pretty, pretty not great to do. Um, this one is, you know, they're dealing with it very, very directly. Um, and, you know... It's almost shown, but they, they don't go so far as to show it, which is nice. Um, you know, like there is some 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 jumping off of a building, you know, and they it fades to black, you know, and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and the game starts, and several times throughout it has, you know, here's the hotline, like if you're feeling you right. know, things, call it, you know, and that like I would definitely say if you if you've struggled with that, this game could either be uh cathartic or very challenging um for that yeah but um the text messaging stuff had me thinking about the missing and uh yeah i don't know i really liked it it's two hours it's free go play it if you have a ps5 nice damiani you have any questions thoughts covered it yeah definitely gonna play i it. mean it seems like it yeah you said like maybe this is uh something that lead you know Leads to what they do in the future. I think they're just throwing out a lot of stuff right now and seeing kind of what sticks. Right. I did want to try to find some of the uh, running B-roll here to show that element of the game. Running. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some crazy monster here. Flower monster. Apparently designed by the same person who designed Pyramid Head. Oh, okay. So that's pretty cool. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, we will move on from the crazy, spooky depression uh, to something much more jolly. Our patrons 
top 10 nice. eating and drinking establishments. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, on our Discord every month, uh, our patrons uh, vote on these top 10s. Uh, they nominate things, and then they, they sort them out. And there's always a lot of ties. Uh, we've got like one, two, three, four, five things tied for sixth place. Because wow. <laughs> so that picks up a big portion of the top 10 is just everything at sixth. Okay. Um, before I, I go into what they've got here, is there anything you, you think should be potentially in that top 10? Uh, the campsite in yeah. uh, Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, let's see. Um, well, yeah, well, they do not a, have a campsite for 15. Wow. Ooh. They have the crow's nest from 15, but that made it down okay. in 26 Dude, place. Dude, the 15 oh, disrespect the crow's is neck. so powerful. There's probably some kind of rule about it being like a building. It has to be like a place. Yeah, yes. like an actual so, specific spot. Is 7th Heaven on there? It's just going to say that next. It is number right. one. There. Number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> Top spot. Okay, yes. That seems a little generous. Chad is informing me that they have to be commercial establishments. Okay. Money has to be exchanged. Commercial (laughs) Money has to be exchanged. Great. Great rule. Great, great guideline. Where's Fortuna from Warframe? (laughs) From Warframe. Nobody eats in Warframe. It is not. It is not. It's not either. Oh, there's some good, like, Witcher blood and wine spots. Yeah. There's like one on a bridge when you get to Toussaint, and it's amazing. I forget the name of that place. Witcher, um, I I think this is the first Witcher, the Kingfisher Inn. Witcher made, one made it in uh, in 23rd. It just says the Witcher. Badass, love I, Witcher one. Dude, did Citizen Sleeper get in there? Dude, <laughs> that uh, what's his name? Emphis. Th- oh my god! Yes, it did. Twenty eighth place. Well Fuck done. Yeah. All right, <laughs> all right. The real Redeemed. winners ever voted Redeemed, for that. Dude. Nice. Uh, our top ten. I always like the yakitori spot in Yakuza. Oh, let's see. We have three things for Yakuza. <laughs> of course. Uh, I'm not sure which one you're thinking. There is New Serena. Okay, yeah. At 11th place. Mm, that's more, do they have food there? Don't know. <laughs> Club Sunshine. Great. At 15th place. Great. And Four Shine uh, at 23rd place. Sick. Is the bar from Jedi Survivor in there? Uh, Yes. Pylon Saloon, 6th place. Ah, uh, nice. Made that oh, top one 10. One of the many 6th places. Yeah. Uh, any saloons from Red Dead or the camp? Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, Smithfields. Hell yeah! And uh, the Armadillo Saloon from Hell the first yeah. Red Dead at twenty nice. eight. Nice. Ten out of ten. All right, what's that top? God, 10? them like you know, like them playing the music, getting in bar fights, even like eating, dude. The eating and like cooking some sausage or whatever is so <laughs> fun. You like hold it over the fire. Uh, in sixth place, we have. Pyloon Saloon from Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Roost, the Roost from Animal Crossing, fantastic! I love that, uh, love that spot in both both versions of the Roost. Uh, Smithfields uh, in Red Dead Redemption Two. Hell yeah! The Stray Sheep in Catherine. Oh, totally! Oh, oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Cozy yeah, good one. Shit. Cozy as shit. The Wall Market Diner in Final Fantasy Seven. 
Then we get to fifth place. Afterlife in Mass oh. Effect. Fuck Mass yeah. Effect 2. Hell yeah. Uh, fourth place, The Tub and Crown in Final Fantasy 16. Oh. I'm trying, to, trying to remember where is this place. Yeah, Why am that, I not picturing this? Isn't that where uh, What's-Her-Face is? Yeah, it's not Martha. Is it Martha? The, the oh, is that Martha's? place in the first zone. Yeah, yeah. Martha's Rest. Is that the name yeah. of it, or is it, is that, or is yeah. it the one, or is it the one in the Empire? It's the Hideaway. Okay, it's the Hideaway. The Hideaway. It is the Hideout one. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Very cool. There's because nice. there's multiple eating establishments. So cozy. Got the name. So that's uh, one where you could buy a round of drinks for everyone. Okay. Love that. Yeah. Uh, two tied for the second spot. Cafe LeBlanc Persona 5. I was just going to say that. Oh, okay. Sojuro. Yep. Uh, And then uh, the Canteen in Monster Hunter World. Hell yeah. Classic. And then, yes, our number one was Seventh Heaven. Uh, Some others. I'll go down. I'll go down and look through the 20. Uh, Afterlife in Cyberpunk 2077. Le Grand Bistro Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm, Funny they're both called Afterlife. That's funny. Um, the Scum Bar in Monkey Island. <laughs> I don't know that one. Uh, the Lumpy Pumpkin in Skyward Sword. <laughs> <laughs> the Lumpy Pumpkin at that place. Uh, the Morning Star Pub in Final Fantasy IX. The Asgard Mead Hall in God of War Ragnarok. Classic. <laughs> uh, Tom's Hot Dogs in Shenmue. Tom's hot dogs, dude. <laughs> well done. Step forward and then kick. <laughs> so sick. Cluck and Bell in GTA San Andreas. Classic. The Milk Bar in Majora's Mask. There the we Odeer go. Diner bar. in Alan Wake. Love the Odeer Diner. That would be like in my top five. And they had a bunch. They went up to 49, including all those ties and stuff. Dude, the Odeer Diner. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you uh, what become... is coffee talk? Coffee talk? That's a video game. Oh yeah, it's a whole game. That was the name of the coffee shop across the river from my hometown. Oh uh, okay. Nice. Nice. It's a Bonds game. Oh okay. Oh yeah, I've seen this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so if uh, you become a patron at five dollars or more, you can get in that Discord. Uh, and uh, February's top ten is going to be the top ten detectives. Oh. Oh. Batman. <laughs> That's gonna be good. Yeah. World's greatest detective. And uh, nominations are gonna start on Valentine's Day. So. Valentine's Day for Valentine. Let's go. <laughs> Fallout Four, dude. Hell yeah. Nice. Love him. Uh, we've got more to come. But if you've been enjoying the show so far, please take a second to like and subscribe and ring that bell on YouTube. Uh, and leave a review uh, if you're on those podcast apps. It helps us and it helps you stay connected. Just, All right, Damiani. Correct uh, us. We won't go too long on this since we got your review out there, but I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Persona 3 Reload out this week. Uh, you got to play this. Persona 3 is your favorite in the series, if I'm correct. How does it live that up? That is correct. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I. I kind of expected it was going to live up to expectations. Mm-hmm. It's also very weird that they're now in a world where like no one version is necessarily like the definitive edition. Right. It's more that we have three unique versions that are kind of, you know, have their own, you know, kind of like perks and, you know, pros and cons. And it's, Crazy. you know, 
very tall ask, I think, you know, for that. There is a rumor that the rumor mill right now is going nuts oh, about rumor. whether or not that ext- the extra content is coming, um, whether in the form of DLC um, or uh, a, a, like a Royal Edition. It yeah. does seem like there are some statements from the developers that a Royal Edition is not happening okay. because they wanted to move on to Persona 6 and not kind of like stay on this game for too much longer. Right. So I kind of think like the best case is it is like the DLC with like some of the stuff. And the one being tossed around is like the answer from uh, FES, which is like the post ending story content, um, which is kind of like a big deal. Right. Now, I'm not sure about if the, the female main character. Will... So no, there's nothing post. It's the original and like ending point. Got it. And there is no, you only can play as the male protagonist. There is no female path, which had some slightly different social links. Um, those are not present in here. Those, the characters are, but like not everything ends up being a social link, which was kind of the unique thing, because I do remember from Persona 3 Portable, maybe it's because I played through both characters back-to-back when that dropped last year. But I, I was like, yeah, what, when, when does this become a social link? Oh, it do, it's not in this one, is it? I'm like, oh, yeah. But it did do a good enough job, I think, of like mixing some things up like it doesn't reuse the same has some same like classroom questions but a lot of them are different uh, hubert so because i had this like early yeah. and there's no guide out there oh, right. i was trying to google an answer <laughs> it was sort of like some graph problem oh my and they made it it was like so it was imagery so you, there was like it, like you could like you had to like visually know the stuff so like Googling it would give you examples yeah. and like, the- like it was like a theory thing. I'm like, oh my God. Like it was the one time I like, I wasn't sure and I got it wrong and I was like, oh my God. So I, re- I like, there's a thing, there's a new rewind function. Um, right, you you can without even saving, without even saving, it will, it basically is auto saving behind the scenes. Jeez. And it, when you bring up the rewind, you can go back to like, like a ton of different points in the pra- in the past, Ooh. but they do warn you: be careful about your saves because rewinding does not save or anything like that. You, and you like, you have to like make sure you save where you want to save to like manually go back if you want to undo something, or you can rewind if you're confident. But yeah, yeah, I don't know what, what kind of questions you had because they said yeah, kind of like put the review out there, like a lot of updates. You know, looks very you know looks. I think it looks still looks very like great for what they did. Yeah, well, I mean, Huber, you're saying this is one that you haven't gotten into. Oh, I am, I am ten out of ten hyped for this. This, yeah. I, I need to find time to play because I got into Persona Four with Golden, and then Persona Five when it when it launched, and those became two of you know I'm a hyperbolic human, but those are literally two of my favorite games ever made, no question. Like when those credits roll, it's just like special. They're special games, like. I don't throw that word around that often, but Persona feels like just such a special franchise. Um, and I know three is is talked about pretty often. Like had some gameplay issues with like Tartarus and stuff like yeah. that they've fixed in subsequent episodes, but yeah, this Damiani's... feels like the perfect way to hop into Persona Three and I just I can't wait. I'm definitely gonna get through this before the year's over one hundred percent. Yeah, Damiani, you were saying that it's it's been addressed to some degree, but it's still a little bit of a grind. Yeah, Tartarus, like it got a facelift, is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like from a visual perspective, it looks more unique and interesting. But at the end, of, like some of the upper blocks, like the upper levels, um, while it's still like corridors, like some of them start like curving and like <laughs> you, you like, and then like what they're doing visually, like it actually is weird. It's like sort of 
at first each new one it's kind of like easy to get like disoriented for a little while mm-hmm. it's like wait how do i actually like what is this like a doorway supposed to be here and like oh this thing will open up it's like oh okay but like after like one or two floors of that it's like all right i know where to go like it's just it's back to being like a corridor so it's a dungeon crawl it is a dungeon crawler and what they're doing is i think they massaged out a lot of like the more rigid parts of like encountering the enemies the shadows on each floor mm-hmm. it was a very strict system um it was kind of a pain to like sneak up on them sometimes when they were alerted it was like oh god they move so fast and like then there were these rare gold hand looking ones that would like run really fast away from you if you even alerted them on really hard now it's much easier to engage them as you want and they give you a lot of like new me- mechanics throw in there. Like you have like a new dash ability where you can sprint and do kind of like a, this like leaping, like r- like rising attack that will not only like get, increase the range of your attack to initiate a fight, but will put them in a debilitating state at the beginning of it. Not just like a back attack, but it's like more than that. And that's kind of like the name of the game with this version of Persona. They just threw in so many new features to the combat and exploration that it's just quality of life to death. That like, and I like that because it makes things a lot easier. Um, the combat system, they added the baton pass from five is in oh, here. Yeah. So you, you can do that. If once you've discovered enemy's weakness, um, you can just hit the R1 button. And as long as someone in your party has that weakness to ex- like ability to exploit that, it will just like sh- either shift to them or if it's your term, auto switch to your persona because the end, the main character can switch to any uh, persona they have in their inventory um, or their lineup. They will just like bring it up with that, like their weakness. So like, it's just like, hit, it's like one button for everything. Now it's just so fast and snappy. So even though it's turn-based, it feels like the pacing is much improved, much snappier, which is like one of the things I like about, you know, the, some of the best turn-based systems out there. Like Final Fantasy X felt like that. Like you could get keep things really going quickly in that if you, if you knew what you were doing. And combined with the visuals and the aesthetic, it just like looks, again, we're talking about cool factor with Death Stranding too. Like this game just looks cool as shit. Like so it's cool, these menus dude. and shit, like the interface. <laughs> yeah. It's just so damn stylized. It's yeah. like, and they keep doing Top awesome things UIs, with that. So dude. yeah, it's, and then the, yeah, they just added a lot on there. It might, now Hubert, this might be the thing that might slightly disappoint you too, mm-hmm. disappoint you as well. It's hard to be disappointed. Not a, it's out it's out there and I've seen some other opinions. Um, the consensus seems to be it's a little bit on the easier side because of these new mechanics okay, and the difficulties there's no like difficulty slider options. Oh. Um, it's just like fixed presets and apparently like none of them are too ridiculous. Even like the merciless one is only a little bit difficult in the early goings. And then once you get going, it's like because of these new mechanics, basically you have like a new super mechanic Huber and you could save it. You don't have to burn it right away. You can save it. So like me, I was saving and I knew a boss yeah. was coming up because um, I already played the P3. I like, I know when a boss is coming up, I just saved all my characters with supers ready to go and opening set. I'm like super, 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 <laughs> super. And it's funny. like, dude, you're like soft to like this big head start. And it's like, all right. So if you're like, if you're looking for that more like kind of tactical, really like you can be punished for like one wrong move chess style. Yeah. That's kind of not as, it's not as, I always thought it was a little too extreme. Intense. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a little intense. So like to me, this was a good sweet spot. I, nice. I I cranked it up a few times, but when it came to bosses, I put it right back down on. I'm like ah, they're like they're, they're, I I feel good here, but like for remedial battles, you know, let's crank it up. You know, keep me honest on some of these fights. Yeah, and you can change between them at any time, That's except nice. for the hardest one, 
once you pick the hardest one, if you downgrade from it, you are locked out from that forever on your playthrough. I love that. <laughs> I love that so okay. much. Yeah. Yeah. And, I like when the Huber, hardest difficulty has some unique thing to it, you know, because like difficulty trophies have gone away. Like there's there's rarely incentive or reward for playing on the hardest difficulty. And I like when that stuff's there, you know, like have multiple options for multiple players, but like let that hardest top of the mountain like have some weight behind it and have some stakes. So I enjoy that. That's cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any difficulty trophies for this. I know you're just like saying you wish there were more of that. But one thing you would like, like really like about this is why I can't wait for you to try this at some point is besides like, you know, persona bonds, social links, all that <laughs> stuff. They, I mean, I really like the ones in here. They added more stuff, so many more social nice. activities. So they gave you more way. They, so basically a lot of like the shortcomings of the previous versions were so easy to miss out on something. Yeah. It was like a little ridiculous. It was like point of no return stuff in JRPGs or just sorry, RPGs in general. It's like, I didn't know about that. And what I like, I have to go back 60 hours to the start and replay. If I want to get there, obviously rewind and stuff, you know, massages that out. But this the, the, this thing like you you there used to be these things specifically there's an NPC who gives you request that you con- there are constantly being added requests as you progress through the calendar year and one of them was find an item that only one in original old versions one single day one single character oh was the only one who could give it to you if you talk wow. to them and if you miss that day you failed that request now as soon as you get that request that person like has it and like you can go like you can chain it and stuff I'm like. All right, maybe it was a little too extreme the other way, but like, you know what? They gave you so much more to do, Huber. There are so many more activities, so many ways to raise your stats, so many activities, more activities in the dorm now that are tied to like unlock like permanent stat, not just like the social stats, like courage and academics, but like your persona stats, your character stats, like strength and stuff. You can like do stuff that like permanently increases that. that. And now you have like more. So there's more same FOMO is still there, man. Like even (laughs) as many times as I played this game, I didn't max out every social link. I didn't max out every social link. I was pissed. I was like, are you shitting me? I didn't do it. Like, okay, where did I go wrong? Hang out with this person. The other person's like bummed out. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Is there Mm -hmm. coffee? Like, can you drink coffee? There is the coffee there's shop. The, you, there's the coffee. Yeah, it's perfect. the, I forget the name of it, but you can work part time there. Perfect. And you can also just perfect. like drink a cup of coffee there to For increase MD your or whatever, charm. Right? Yeah. Okay, sick. Yeah. Sweet. And you could uh, use, you get items. Oh, dude. You can you can cook now, Huber, in the dorm, yes. and you can brew tea and coffee with some of the characters. Yes. I can't wait for you to do that. Coffee master. Heck yeah. Yep. <laughs> sick. Can't wait, Domiani. Shit. Grand Blue's out also? Yeah. Still on, like, Yakuza, dude? This is too much right now. <laughs> and next up, uh, I got to play a preview of uh, Penny's Big Breakaway. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you remember this from some of the trailers. Uh, this is from uh, the Sonic Mania guys. Uh, Evening Star uh, and uh, Private Division is uh, publishing this, and they're doing a, a 3D platformer now. This is their own IP. I I I've got to I've got to address the elephant in the room. This is the most Kyle Bossman game possible. <laughs> Just so aware. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you you. Playing as this character uh, who uh, has a yo-yo, she's uh, going to go like she's. There's this whole line in the in the B-roll here oh for, my for God. listeners, for people that are like <laughs> waiting to like perform to perf- to uh, 
impress the emperor, and she's going to impress them with her yo-yo tricks. Awesome. Um, but uh, in the back alley, Huber, you find this cosmic string, this mysterious cosmic string. Back alley artifacts? That brings your yo-yo to life and gives what? you all these extra powers. So that's why you can do this thing where you like... It's like it stops in the air, and then you can swing across gaps, <laughs> and that's why you can ride on it. And then it like it, like it like has this weird like mouth that comes out, like it's a little puppy dog, and and then so you can eat certain things to give it different powers and things like that. Ooh. And so the way that uh, its controls work is kind of kind of interesting, kind of unique, uh, because you're using uh, both of the sticks. So your left stick is to walk around, and then your right stick is to like shoot out the yo-yo mm-hmm. and so you can shoot it in different directions and then you can twirl it around you uh in a circle and then yeah you have these penguins the emperor's penguins, emperor's are, penguins. are chasing you and if you get mobbed by like five penguins at once then then, then it's like you, you you died and you go back to a checkpoint or whatever Crazy. um and then but there's all kinds of like fun little mechanics and stuff that they they do with the yo-yo so like you saw like the zip lines that are in there um, and you have these screws that you can kind of like s- uh, swing around and like Some go up and, and down. Some vibes for sure. Yeah. Um, and then um, there's, uh, like I said, you can like actually ride on the yo-yo, uh, which is interesting because it's like it takes the terrain into effect, like the momentum of it. Uh, and you can cut grass with it like like Zelda. Uh, when you're riding, if you're fast enough, there are spots where you can like skim across the water. But you like you have to have like enough momentum to like cross that gap. Is every level on the clock? Yes. So that's the thing. That's it kind of a, me out, dude. Yeah, that's the thing that comes from uh, Sonic. So it's not you have to beat it necessarily with a certain time, but it influences how many points you get at the end. Okay. So it's kind of like a Devil May Cry thing. It's like you get a higher rank based on all of these different things. So it's like if you find all the collectibles, mm-hmm. uh, if you there's like little side quests in there. So like you'll find people to be like, hey. Uh, you know, I I need to take this note to my boss, and so you grab the note, and then you take the note to the other NGC, sure. or like collect a, a series of items for somebody. Different little little quests like that. Cool. And so like each level has like three collectibles, and then three little quests in them. Uh, and then with the the collectible nuts that you find, um, they're uh, like bonus challenge levels, and you, they require like a certain each one requires a certain number of those collectibles to, to open that. up. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, there's I all kinds of... I love extra challenge levels when you, like, put... Oh, that's one of my favorite things to have to collect when you unlock, a like, a bonus challenge level. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> uh, some of the controls can take some adjustment. So, like, there's some things that I felt like I was fumbling around with a little bit. Um, like, just kind of, like, that back and forth between, like, riding and then, like, hopping off and then trying to swing my thing. Uh, some of the zip lines... Something I hope that they Yo, sort of Katamari. fix is that there'd be times where like I would grab onto a zip line and then I would get knocked off and then I would fall into the hole and then I would go back to wherever the last checkpoint was. Yeah. So hopefully they like smooth that out a little bit. Uh, you can get like these these hammers on screen. There's like this kind of like boss like penguin ball Katamari like yeah, chasing Katamari you sure. and you got to outrun it kind of Crash Bandicoot style. Um, there is. Um, so it's delightful. There's a there's, yeah some of the different levels is like a there's like a more like the first level is kind of like a town with like a bunch of construction sites. The second world is more like beach themed. The third world is like this like a mix of like a desert with like all of this like electrical circuits and yeah. stuff like that. Um, 
they're these weird little, this is another thing that's a little bit finicky I was trying to get it controls with, but they're like these palm trees that you like pull back and then they like spring you forward. Um, but they have like, yeah, lots of these different ways to, to use the yo-yo. Uh, there's this uh, burger ball thing that uh, is kind of like a hammer that you can use multiple times. There are like these uh, spinny things that were like you like spin up like uh, you kind of like you know like this like those helicopter toys or whatever they're like they'll spin yeah spin up in oh the air God. and then you yeah. float down. Thank God we don't have one of those here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, there's a chili pepper, and when it eats the chili pepper, it like revs up like a hot rod, like it's it's kind of like a motorcycle with like big tailpipes sticking out of it. And with that, you can, like, roll across quicksand, and you can also, like, zip up and, and drive around on the walls and stuff cool. like that. Um, but, yeah, lots of just different little ideas in, in every level that I've done so far. Um, the preview build had they, – they said we could go up through World 5. I just did the first three worlds. Um, but uh, – oh, and then Damiani, because I know you, you didn't like the yep. idea of the uh, stick controls. So – yeah. Um, cause then the, uh, the other thing is like your other buttons are like bumpers. Um, but you, the, okay. the face buttons you can always use as alternate. Like if you don't like doing the bumpers, it's just like, if you're using the face buttons, you can't use those on the stick at the same time. Got it. There is Bumper a, jumper. a different control mode that removes all the bumper stuff, just has the face buttons. And then, uh, rather than, uh, using the right stick to change the direction of your yo-yo, uh, it just goes out in front of you. And you can use that right stick for some camera control, uh, but it's not like full uh. rotate around. It's just kind of like a tiny little shift to like look left and right and up and down. So when you release it, it just recenters mm-hmm. behind you. So there's still basically like a structured like camera following okay. you through the through. You don't have full camera control most of the time. Though I felt mm-hmm. like the camera is in the right place. There are some points where it's like it's following me, and I'm trying to like judge distance. And especially in the challenge level, yeah. it was a little tricky. And any, yeah, any kind of game like that with any kind of platforming involved, like you take away camera control for me, like I get annoyed. Like I'm not like a fan of that. Obviously, there's some like intentional challenge, and it sounds like you know this game, you know, is maybe trying to do a little bit of that. So, but usually for me, it's like a stage in Mario 3D World that like does weird camera perspective or something like that. Not the entirety of the game, but I mean, it looks really cool and stuff. You know, seems like you know. Paying attention to the footage and stuff this time, and hearing your, your kind of your experience with it, you know they seem very creative and talented here. You know, so hopefully this uh, you know, gets picked up by a few more people because you yeah, know we need yeah. more oddball, quirky 3D totally. platformers for sure. Definitely, and Sonic Mania is such a ten out of ten. And then the uh, the last boss fight I did was interesting because this guy had like a like a giant like sphere like ball for his head, uh, and you basically fight him on a big pool table Hmm. and so then like through the course of the fight you like knock his head off and then you got to like hit it into one of the pockets and then it gets stuck into an uh, into the pocket nice and then he comes back with like two heads that's funny and so like yeah so you basically beat him when like all of his heads are stuck in the pool table got it is it out yet uh no i don't think it has a actual um release date yet it's early 2024 Got it. Uh, but it is coming to uh, Switch, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. I was playing it on uh, Steam version Sweet. for the preview build. 
but yeah, it's like I can see some of those influences there. Like one of the things that like with the comparisons to like Sonic, for instance, with that timer, it's sort of like you're making those choices when you play a level to like, do I want to explore and see like yeah. where the little hidden levels are? Take my time. Or do I want to like try to string together a run to like as fast as possible? Yeah. And every time you beat a level, you also open up like a time attack version of that level too. If you want to go back and do those. Gotta go fast. Yeah. Uh, but aside from from little influences here and there, the thing, one of the things I like is it, it doesn't really feel like a copy of anything else. It does feel like they're, like they're going Yeah, the yo-yo idea. for sure. Yeah. Sets it apart. Yeah. Cool. Getting used to that momentum with the swing too. Like yeah. It takes a minute to figure it out, but like when you do it, it can feel pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, was this going to be the year of traversal? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Huber. Yo. Bad news. Oh, no. Deus Ex is canceled I know. again. And more people are laid off. Again. It's insane. Dude. Uh, <sighs> the, the train of Embracer layoffs continues. And this time, uh, Embracer Group had bought Eidos Montreal from Square Enix, largely touting the fact that they would get Deus Ex. And now, after two years of work, that project has been canceled, and 97 people have been laid off. Uh, yeah, Embracer acquired Square and I- uh, acquired uh, Crystal Dynamics and IDOS from Square in May 2022. Uh, so it's likely that this rough two years estimate potentially means that Embracer greenlit the game. I don't know. Maybe they're working on it beforehand, but dude, has Embracer like manifested anything? positive at all like has anything come of their i mean they've had tons of of stuff but yeah it's it's still nuts um so yeah so but what's weird is they're instead going to be moving their focus to an original franchise what so they have this big ip what but they're working they're going to be working on a brand new franchise who are the ad wizards they came up with (laughs) that No, seriously, who is running the show over there? That is insane. Yeah. For what reason are you canceling and destroying everything, firing everyone? Now you're going to start from scratch on a new thing? That doesn't make any sense, dude. I don't know. Usually that would come after you've, like, built up some goodwill and built up some, you know, franchises from your back catalog. But I, don't I also know. don't know, like, whether, you know, what the timeline on this original, fr- like, are they starting this new franchise now? Or is that, like, Team B was over there already working on yeah. this before Team A started, you know, putting Deus Ex back together? Yeah. I saw the Adam Jensen voice actor say he wasn't involved at all with the right. two Well, they hadn't gotten to that part. Uh, yeah, they hadn't so. gotten there. They were about to go yeah. into production, right? Yeah. They were basically doing pre-production work and figuring out story I and all that stuff. I wonder if it would have been Jensen or not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Which brings us to, um, well, before we get to that, actually. Like where um, does this franchise go from here? Will there ever be another Deus Ex ever again? I'm right, nervous. Right. Uh, here's I'm here's so the IDOS nervous. statement. For the last 17 years, our teams at IDOS have worked on some of the most beloved brands in the industry, combining deep storytelling and innovation into unique games. We've created memorable, multi-awarded experiences that we are proud of, and we know our team members have put their heart and soul in all of them. The global economic context, the challenges of our industry, and the comprehensive restructuring announced by Embracer have finally impacted our studio. 
difficult decision has been made to let go of 97 people from development teams, administration, and support services. Uh, we are working to support all impacted personnel through this transition. These very talented, highly experienced people are entering the employment market, and we want them to find their next projects and are helping them to do so. Uh, as we navigate these difficult times, the well-being of our team is our priority and the continuous commitment to creating games that players will be able to enjoy in the nearby future. To our players, it's oftentimes not just the games, but the game makers as well that we all celebrate and admire. Our commitment is always to making the best games for our amazing fans, and even with this restructuring change, we continue to fight on fight to deliver on. those awesome experiences for us to share together. Thank you for your continuing support and well wishes. We see you and we hear you and we love you at us, Montreal. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah, this is just a bummer. I mean, obviously, the, like, more people getting laid off, it just never ends. It's insane. Um, so you have, like, that part of it, which hurts every time. But then, like, yeah, you know, they seem passionate about that franchise. Like, they were ready to, you know, do another one. Who knows what where that started, like you were saying, like if that was an embracer decision to do it or if they were thinking about doing another right. one. Like there's definitely a lot we don't know. Yeah. Um, what it, but there's just so much. The rug pulled out for them. Yeah. You know, twice basically because, you know, Square Enix Mankind basically divided. torpedoed. Exactly. Mankind Divided. And which, this franchise is too effing good for this to go down, like, go down like this again. Like this is not right. Like the first one – is it still holds up to this day and is one of the most important influential games ever made full stop the original mm-hmm. and then human revolution lived up to those heights you know it's it's might not have been as revolutionary as the original of course but it for the time when it came out it was like dude this franchise is back like the sky's the limit where we can go from here and then, like you said, Mankind Divided, like, got cut short. It's like a Phantom Pain situation where it's like, this should have been so much more than it was, but it got effed over because of, you know, CEOs and shareholders. Right. They wanted to make this almost like Assassin's Creed style, like, big, yeah, huge the transmedia thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, doing comics and all of this stuff. Never got off the ground. Um, apparently, they did, like, some whole, like, short video thing that they spent like tons of money on but then nobody watched it mm-hmm. um and yeah with the the game itself like first of all it was supposed to be a much more expansive yeah. game and that game like, just and ends. they're like no put out part one now and then yeah. part two in two years or whatever yeah on the same engine one of those situations and then it just didn't happen because that part one didn't make the money they thought it would yeah it, I, i'll never forget beating mankind divided and I, I thought there was going to be a whole nother full-on town. Right. Like a whole nother city. And it's just like credits. I was like, wait, what? And what was there <laughs> was insane. It was oh my God, so yeah. dense. There were so many different ways to approach things. Yeah, it like, really had the yeah. gameplay and the level design just yeah. like at the top of the class. Mm-hmm. Um, Unbelievable for this franchise to be in but, as dire shape as it is because it is so good. But stuff that probably still also went back to that management. How much money was wasted on breach mode Fucking breach. that nobody played? I remember yep. I came to that kind of later, yep. you know, and, and was checking out breach. And it was like I got the trophy for, like, completing the tutorial. And, like, the percentage, I just remember, like, oh, One. nobody's playing this. Yeah. Nobody is playing breach mode at all. Yeah. Um, 
they had uh, augment your pre-order. Remember that oh, whole debacle? Oh, my God. And so many people just noped out of that game. Like, they went back on it. They didn't do it. But it was like these things where it's like there were different tiers of pre-ordering. Yes. It and was then like a you spreadsheet. had to choose between are you going to get the art book or are you going to get the soundtrack yeah. on tier two? You only get one of them. And it was like, what? <laughs> Just crazy. Um, and then uh, the other weird tacked on thing was they threw a bunch of microtransactions. Yep. And at the last minute that were not part of the game balance. And you could buy a skill point. <laughs> And but you could only <laughs> use it one time. So if you play the game again, it's like, well, no, you buy. If you want to buy another skill point, you can buy another skill point. But that skill point you bought, it's just for that one, that one time, that one save. Insane, like, dude! Insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's depressing. <sighs> and yeah, I'm like, depressed. Like you said, it's hard to say what it's hard to say what the future would have been, even with this game, because you know the lead. Writer, Mary DeMarle, she had already moved on to BioWare. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead visual designer, uh, I, it's French name, I, I don't remember exactly, JJ yeah. something. Um, he He's moved on and like he's got his own company. They're working on something. And so like yeah. a lot of those guys that like really were influential in like where those two games were yeah. and where that franchise was going, like those leads had moved on. But Bef- now 97 more people are gone. So. Before the end times of Embracer destroying the entire gaming industry... Uh, there was so much hope that we would get like a new one to finish off Jensen's story, and then a remake of the original. Right. I think the, the you know maybe like Night Dive. See, I don't even know that kind of thing could still happen. Yeah, though you know they've got a bunch of teams that you know Aspire and all those guys. Yeah. you know that they've got doing different things. Yeah, like that that they could quote unquote keep the franchise yeah. alive, yeah. but for whatever reason, the money was yeah. not there for this project. And who knows what the new yeah. original IP is. It's just such a window into that, you know, that side of this cuz it's like you have this big legendary franchise like this should be yeah. this should make you money. Yeah. You know, this should be not not necessarily a slam dunk because it's still you know, Mankind Divided was a while ago. There's more gamers now than there ever were. Like, if a new one came out now, I think it would be the best, the highest selling game in the franchise easily. But it's still maybe a little niche. And yeah. It's like, you know, it's well, always. Well, yeah, we see with, you know, Dishonored and all yeah. that. Like, the immersive sims are kind of a hard sell. Yeah, it is. And it's, they're so ambitious. You know, the budgets have to be definitely high, I would assume. But yeah, it's interesting to see them not follow through and try just their own weird new ip it's just it's a, it's an interesting thing that i wouldn't expect yeah you know because you have this established brand that people are invested in and you can easily bring new people in to get invested i mean look at like a dragon and yakuza clear example you have this franchise that people are invested in and you're just getting more people in more people in so i don't know what's gonna happen blood i'm uh, i'm nervous it honestly feels like it's it's a Shenmue situation right now with this franchise. Like, we may never see another one again. Yeah. Yeah. As long as Embracer has the rights. Grief. Or the other thing is we'll see some weird half-baked from somebody else down the road, yeah. 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 We'll I mean, it's so funny because, like, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but, like, they said by December 31st, RE4 remake had sold, like, 6.5 million copies. 6.8, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's 
or 6.48 million units, yeah. Like, that's not that. Like, I always think that that is going to sell more than it does, and I hear Resident Evil sales numbers, and I'm like, oh, it's more niche than I thought, you know? Like, obviously, 6 million is a lot, but, you know. Yeah, when we went over the top-selling games of the year, and number, like, six or seven of the entire year, of which there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games that come out, number six was what? Like, 6 million copies or something. It was like, wow, you're the number six selling game of the entire year and you're selling like six mil? Like, I thought, yeah, I, I too, I, I thought it would be more. Well, and like if you multiply that by 70 or whatever, that's like $400 million or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if the budget is $200 million yeah. and you have to market it, yep. like that game's only making, you know, $100 million. You know, if, 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 if game marketing budgets work the way film marketing budgets are, you know, yeah, that doesn't break even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I think again, what we we're talking about what's, what Square Enix did, like, uh, it was a lot of that. It was like a lot of fumbling on the marketing side, where yep. it's like, we're gonna put way more budget into this. We're gonna market it like crazy, and then we're gonna put things out there that people are just like, they're not gonna get over. Like, there are a lot of people that just didn't even give that game a chance because of 100%. Mankind Divided was almost dead on arrival, which is insane considering Human Revolution is beloved. Yeah. Incredible game. And Mankind Divided, visually and story and gameplay looked awesome. It was just all that extra BS around it. Well, and it's just like, the reason I brought up RE4 is like, that's one of the most beloved games in the whole world, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, from my perspective, you know? Right, yeah. And it's like, if that only sold six million, totally. Like, how many has Deus Ex ever sold at all? Like, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the numbers are out there, but I don't know the top of my head. Also this week... Hopefully, you snatch up all those 97 employees somewhere. Yeah. Hopefully they land on their feet. Yeah. Also this week, uh, we'll start off with the other set of layoffs that I know about. Nimble Giant Entertainment, another Embracer company in Argentina, lost 28 staff. Great. Sega of America is laying off 61 staff, uh, but apparently their union was able to negotiate uh, to save 18 positions. Uh, Polish devs, uh, Artificer, uh, laid off 25 with another 10 to 12 to go when their current project wraps up. That must be fun. (laughs) <laughs> go into work yeah, and work yeah. on this game, and when you're done, uh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided sold 12 million? Uh, as of May 2022, according to Wikipedia, so consider the source. But Okay. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, that sounds... But that in includes Square, the director's cut and all the other versions. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. probably past when they considered it was not successful. But oh, and Human Revolution. So I guess oh, it's Deus Ex entirely okay. combined. Got yeah, it. yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Deus Ex, all all of it is like twelve million, um, roughly. So good. God. Gamespot has laid off staff, but we don't know how many. Uh, at least at the time of my recording and trying to like get information quote uh a fandom representative told gamesindustry.biz that the company would not be providing a statement so okay cool last round of GameSpot layoffs was just over a year ago uh so they're hurting uh airship syndicate has reportedly laid off 12 uh but according to polygon's nicole carpenter uh, president and CEO are also taking pay cuts over there. So they're trying to, to mitigate the damage as much as okay. they can. Okay. Uh, part of, I think, the reason that happened is uh, they're working on Wayfinder, 
And now they're having to self-publish that because uh, mm-hmm. Digital Extreme's backed out. Okay. They don't have the publisher anymore. Wow. Uh, on the brighter side, yes, please. Uh, some devs from Volition, that Embracer, remember, closed them out. Yeah, uh, they were laid off five months ago. They have now formed Shapeshifter Games. There it is. Uh, and they will be working as co-developers on Inexile's Clockwork Revolution. Cool. Um, studio head Matt Madigan said, "Our goal is to grow and assist developers and publishers by providing a sustainable workforce model." It has been great reconnecting with former colleagues and a great opportunity to help others who have been affected by the industry. Good vibes. Yeah. That's an interesting, like, model. And and the name fits. Like, their whole thing is just go around supporting other people. Support class. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Support class. That's neat. I mean, that works. Like, Rocket League guys, they were doing that. Yeah. And then eventually, like, they had their pet project on the side and it blew up. That's neat. Uh, Day of the Devs is now an official nonprofit organization. Uh, they basically decide if it's not making money, why not make it a nonprofit? Uh, so they can continue providing their showcases for people to come check out indie games. Uh, so they have a fundraising uh, campaign now on Fundraise Up. If you're interested in checking that out, uh, and they're going to be doing uh, you know three main well events around three main time periods around GDC, Summer Game Fest, and the Game Awards. So kind of similar to what they were doing the past couple of years, but like, you know, more structured. Like, th- yeah, this is what you can look forward to yeah. us doing. So nice, cool stuff. We had fun at the the. Yeah, I loved one. the day of the devs uh, thing. I was also talking to a lot of the devs that were there, showing their mm-hmm. stuff, and like, they were saying how much, how nice it was. You know, like they were provided the hardware and stuff, and yeah, I don't know. It's a cool organization. Yeah. Uh, and apparently was not an organization before now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Devolver Digital, roll this, uh, they teased that they were going to announce a new game. Uh, and it was revealed today, Children of the Sun. This game is a little freaky to me. It's like sick Mechanically, already. it's crazy. Uh, story-wise, it's, it's a little, little intense. Uh, you are on a mission to destroy the cult who ruined your life. Hell yeah. The girl can only fire a single bullet per level. Whoa. But this solitary projectile can be re-aimed on impact. Dude, the magic bullet. Curved around obstacles, smashed through armor, uh, and used to perform other acts of gravity-defying ballistic trickery. Wow. One shot is all you need. Uh, Children of the Sun combines sniping, stealth, and puzzle-solving. Rewarding yeah, speed, cool. efficiency, and accuracy as the girl takes on the for- nefarious forces of the cult and hunts for her nemesis, the mysterious leader. Dude, sign me up. <laughs> Put me on the list. When is this out? Play the demo. Demo's out right now, Crazy. Huber. Crazy, okay. Ooh. So. I don't usually play demos. I always think I'm going to play a demo, and then I'm like, ah, I'm good. I'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, show this uh, image here. Uh, our Zet, our, uh, our CDI spiritual successor to the Zelda CDI Tell games. Tommy pumped. The physical edition is now, uh, you, you now have the option of getting CDI controllers. That rules. <laughs> yeah. That work on PC and Switch. Inspired, retro-inspired controllers. That's fantastic. Because <laughs> I can't see CDI. <laughs> right. But I mean, like the logo even looks like the limited run logo. Looks yeah, like, like the, the font is even like yeah, That's it super is cool. hilarious. 
It's really good. For listeners, this thing is a, a nightmare to look at. Um, it's one of like it's on like a lot of lists. It's one of the worst controllers, right, Damiani? Like, I mean, <laughs> it, it's just yeah. I, I like. I don't think. I think I don't have the original one anymore. Mine even looked more like a traditional remote than that. Like that already mm. looks like remote control. The one I had was more like rectangular too. Yeah, but it had like the curved part at the top. Uh, but they did have normal controllers for CDI. So. Yeah, for listeners, if you um, haven't seen but, this thing before, look it up. But it's like it's got this weird circular thing at the top with like a rocker in the middle and then three buttons on the outside. And then just like six little squishy little, little things underneath of it. It's just... Looks like uh, an old sleep mattress adjusting thing. <laughs> those yeah, move, looks those like moving a, yeah, things, yeah. Sure. Yo, I like because it's creator intent. Guide RZ on her grand adventure the way the developer uh-oh, intended. Uh-oh. We have to get this. With a retro-styled <laughs> Switch controller. That's we, funny. We have to get this. I mean, I think you have Creator's to like, get in pre-orders. Like, they're... Yeah. I have them. Get that pre-order tomorrow Email because them. otherwise it's not <laughs> happening. Email them. <laughs> Get us in. We'll yeah, stream is, it. Tell them we're going to stream out. it. And we need that controller. <laughs> Someone's going to beat Elden Ring with this thing. Oh, for sure. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> for sure. That's right. Because if, is, is, is it for Switch? Yeah. So if it's for Switch, then it means and it'll PC. probably work on Switch successor, which means Elden Ring is going to come to Switch successor. So yes. you'll be able to beat Elden Ring with it that. It does work on PC, And it's too. on PC, yeah. which is... There's a PC I want to see it beat it on Switch. <laughs> yeah, PC 2, what? What? When was that announced? Oh. <laughs> I didn't uh, know there was a PC 1. Unfortunately, Spec Ops the Line is being delisted. Yeah. Still on GOG. Oh, yeah? Still on GOG. They say from all online storefronts. Somebody so. was saying it was still on GOG recently. For now. For now. Yo. This is due to play uh, this effing game. No licenses, licenses are expiring. Pu- public service announcement. This Chat says it is no longer on GOG. Oh, it's not. Uh oh. Yep. The Reaper came for GOG. Too late. Yep. You can oh still download God. if you already own it, but you can't buy okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but now it's yeah. Yeah. Well, you better own it. Yeah. That's a hell of a game. It's another prime example of swimming in sevens where there's a lot that is just fine about spec ops the line (laughs) but it takes some really big swings and they land really awesome unique game really freaking cool uh in a french interview with julien chier uh yoshinori katase confirmed or reconfirmed that a lot of internal staff are interested in doing a final fantasy 6 remake however he suspects that project could take twice as long as Final Fantasy VII, which has taken up to 10 years just for now for Rebirth. <laughs> oh so he's saying it would take 20 years plus to make a Final no. Fantasy VI remake. <laughs> nope. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I know you love that game, Blood, but Final Fantasy X is going to be the next one to get a full-blown remake <laughs> like Seven. If well, they're going by sales like numbers, it's seven. I that's the rumor from the leak. I think nine's getting a like something in between, like a like a big visual overhaul would be my guess. Yeah, that's but what like I think, I think and new voice lines. Yeah, the resources for something huge is going to go to ten because it's seven's the best selling, then ten, and it's like they're what their CEO is saying. They're like they're playing safer. 
Yeah, I believe so you. Know, six, I, mean, I, I know right. people crit, like critically. Six is very well received. It's sales wise and popularity wise. It trails behind a number of Final Fantasy, especially in Japan as well. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to have a a a, a group of developers being the, the lead for pushing for that. Yeah. <laughs> so that that okay, blood that is important. I'll give you your your hope your copium your hope here your hopium. Um, it is the. Uh, developer-led passion projects there tend to be the ones that get off the ground, though. But because this is Final Fantasy VI, I don't think this is like some small forgotten title that was left to the wayside in Square right. Enix's like library of IPs. This is like a, a big time thing. So that would be like the one thing that kind of like swats down that like precedent. I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's about the number of characters too. There's a lot of characters in that game. Uh, to celebrate Celeste's sixth anniversary, this is a cool thing. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, they released yeah, I, Celeste I sixty-four fragments so of the mountain. So cool! Yeah. Oh, Celeste is so great. Pretty good. Yeah, it's a short little three D platformer uh, that you can get on Itchio for free, and they made it in about a week. Heck yeah! Just threw that thing together. Itchio rules. <laughs> yeah, um, chuck them a nice. buck or two, you know. Back to Square Enix, uh, Tokyo RPG Factory, makers of I Am Setsuna, Lost Sphere, and Oninaki yeah. is being dissolved. Uh, and the staff is being reabsorbed back into Square Enix proper, similar to yeah. Luminous. This... Yep. So they're not laid off, Uber. They're, they're still around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This seems like a bummer, but also at least they're not laid off. And it feels like the right move. I feel like all those games were like, Swimming, yeah, <laughs> you know? none of them really hit for me. Yeah, like they're same. all like, I uh, wish this was yeah, a little 100%, bit better. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And if they are refocusing, like they said, like this makes sense. Yeah, they they want a few, yeah. a few mid tier games. Yeah, they will. Yeah, I imagine they'll end up like under Team Austin or something like mm-hmm. that because there was I feel like there's a little bit more overlap between those types of those projects, those mid level projects. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we'll roll a little bit of this, but uh, it was so stacked this week, I couldn't get into it. We finally got gameplay uh, for Ma- Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Remember, they switched developers to Chinese Room. Yeah. They're like, what are they doing? They said they rebuilt the thing from the ground up. Yeah. We got about uh, 15 minutes of gameplay, and then they spent another minutes. 15 minutes explaining 15 it. 15 minutes. The thing about this, Huber, it's, it's, it appears to be uncut. Like, maybe they sliced some things in here and there real, real quick, but... It, it's just a straight shot at gameplay with no commentary or anything. Great. And then they do the commentary after. Uh, Isla, you watched this too, right? Yes, I did. Good atmosphere. I uh, I took notes. I can get through them real quick here. Uh, so you're, uh, they played as a bruja, which is a bru- yeah bruja, which is like one of the vampire clans. They're more of a brawler. Uh, so you'll see in the gameplay a lot of punching. It's a lot of punching. Uh, there's a cool like. Dead eye kind of uh, thing where you line up a bunch of punches and then she'll do like punch in a, a bunch in a row, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, so what it has me excited about this game is that we play as an elder vampire named Fire, uh, which is cool. Uh, you become a sheriff uh, for the like kind of ruling vampire class, you know, and uh, so you're kind of an enforcer, so people kind of uh, respect you. Your name is Fire. You're also sort of a legendary vampire. Like, people have heard of you, uh, even if you haven't, if they haven't met you. This guy's the best. Yeah, he's a a big freako. Um, The 
game looks good. There, they talked about different kinds of styles of gameplay and like trying to vary the missions up Versus with sim. stalking and stealth mm-hmm. and and brawling and vampire detective stuff. Um, it's cool, you know. In this in this gameplay footage, there's lots of detective vision, vampire vision. Uh, it's called heightened senses. It's based on the in tabletop RPG. It's called Auspex. But since you're a um, an elder vampire, you can use it all the time, which I think is cool. Uh, and yeah, there's dialogue trees, of course. You can lean into. Uh, that's sort of how they're they're fleshing out your backstory. Is like the backstory is you can kind of shape it because people will say what they've heard about you, and then you can kind of you know accept or deny that, uh, which sort of frames how your that's neat that's cool yeah like past was without having you like pick a background at the start of the game or whatever um there's a voice in your head called fabian who's another vampire uh but you don't know why they're there yeah you were in like a a hibernation torpor thing for 100 years and you went to sleep in a different country and woke up in seattle yeah and so you're like what the hell's going on um walking dead situation yeah dixon there's um Feeding is a, an important thing. There's combat feeding and social feeding. Combat feeding uh, heals you a little bit and refills your abilities. You can use it strategically to string your abilities together. Yeah, there's a little pips down there in the corner if you're looking at the B-roll. Yeah, and yeah. later they had in this combat, in this footage, they had, um, I'll skip ahead here, they had mannequins that you fight in this weird, like, kind of psycho, uh, like, uh, illusory vision thing. Auto yeah. Auto erotica. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the thing with that is they're made out of wood, so you can't feed on them. So that's sort of a strategic thing that they'd. Here's that punching uh, special effect for viewers. Yeah, dead eye. You're right. Um, yeah, the you know it's probably not optimized yet. It did look a little framey. Yeah, it did. Uh, and you know, and like I'm a huge fan of Bloodlines One, so I'm very very optimistic about this. And I really like the Chinese room. Like several of their titles, I really liked. Uh, a couple of them were misses for me, but generally, you know, I respect what they do. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. Uh, it, the you can't play as a Malkavian, but they did kind of drop in this that one of the main bad guys is a Malkavian. So if you're familiar with Vampire, uh, that will be kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks cool. The the This level, what I, what I liked about this is that it gets weird and creepy, which reminds me of the hotel segment from Bloodlines, which I really right. like. It's one of my favorite levels <laughs> uh, in a game. So yeah, I don't know. It's looking, it's looking promising. And yeah, this is the first extended look at gameplay we've had. And besides the framiness uh, and, you know, that stuff, you know, it's early days and, and that can be optimized. So I, I honestly kind of like that they showed it in, in an unpolished state like that because it's sort of honest, you know? Yeah. Like it, it, it kind of looked like very real gameplay, warts yeah, and all. So that's what I was saying. Just the fact that they just like, they just let it run for 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And they said like in the, in the Q&A after, it's like, obviously this person knows what they're supposed to do, but like you know, gamers will have to kind of figure their way through this part. It's sort of a, a, bo- a boss puzzle kind of a thing. But yeah, I don't know. looks cool. I, I'm excited. And it seems like they know what people liked about Bloodlines 1, and they're trying to put it in 2. So, yeah. Sick. All right. It's time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. Love and Respect. 
from Adam Fay. Hey allies, instead of harping on the worries of how Suicide Squad will shape out, I want to try and have a more optimistic take. It's clear that they are still a talented team who maybe didn't get to make the exact game they wanted to, and I'd still love to see a more tight and focused DC game from them in the future. Based on what you've seen or played, what are some positive aspects of the game that you think Rocksteady should try and use in future games? Mechanics, story elements, presentation, etc. We talked about some of that, but yeah. Yeah, traversal yeah. is really good. The world looks amazing, but it's unfortunate there's no reason to stop and take a knee. There mm. just isn't. You're just running through, swinging through, flying through. So the world itself is great, but unlike Arkham City and Arkham Knight, there's just no reason whatsoever to stop and explore at all. Um, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. But, but everything looks so good. And yeah, traversal, like they just, they nail it. And like they did that with Arkham City when you could glide and the, you know, you fly down and glide and all four of these characters just handle differently and really well. So definitely that. Um, story. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they're, the Arkham games are have great stories, except for the Arkham Knight themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean their character writing and performances and everything are just yeah they're they're still top notch. Yeah, it's it's just this weird thing of like, yeah, it's this weird thing because it's like I kind of like am turned off by the concept of fighting the Justice League and trying to kill the Justice League to begin with, but at the same I think it's time, cool being on the other there's side of enough it. like. Like it's interesting, the mystery of it yeah. and the dynamics of these characters are enough to still kind of keep yeah. me pulled into that. Growing up as a kid, blood, I was always rooting for the villains. So like this is this is a cool. I just like, see if wait. I can hang with those boss fights and stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, man, I've not gotten rough. far enough into it. To... They're rough. Yeah. <laughs> They're fine, TM. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm. I mean, I got to see the end game and like the battle pass and, you know, the seasonal stuff. I want to see how they handle all that because that is such a huge part of any game like this is the post-launch support. You know, Avengers stumbled because... That took so long for it anything just took to come out. So, so long. Yeah. And it always takes so long, you know, with with seasons and stuff. I mean, even Diablo, it's like... You have a season, and it just goes on and on. And I haven't even played this new season, but I heard now this season is a step back. And, like, Destiny also, like, yeah, just we- weeks go on and on. And I'm, it's like, I'm okay, hopeful grind. that they can keep to this, like, once-a-month schedule like they were talking about. But. Yeah, it's like the, the combat better be a freaking 10 out of 10 if you're going to have me grind the same type of encounters over and over to get a new piece of gear. Like, the reason that works in Destiny is because the combat in Destiny is amazing. And it still wears people out. Even the most dedicated, hardcore Destiny fans get worn down to the bone. But they keep coming back because the combat is so amazing. Yeah. The combat is not amazing in in Suicide Squad. So the story stuff is going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting to keep people on the hook. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I'm curious how that's going to work. Why am yeah. I gonna why am I gonna care about this other Joker and whoever else they pull in? Yeah, yeah. The multiverse stuff. Yeah. But again, the presentation, you know, they wanted the positives, the presentation and the traversal and the world itself um is all really good. It's all really good. Yeah. Yeah. From Harrison Holt McHale, 
Hey allies, this week avowed game director Carrie Patel told Eurogamer that the game would not feature romance options, citing that in order to do romance options well, it Death required in a lot of effort. And additionally, it is difficult to balance the work going into romance options with uh, that outside of it. Uh, it is a significant challenge to write a campaign featuring narratively woven companions, which is equal of Equally fulfilling, regardless of the relationship choices of the player. Baldur's Gate Three. So, so don't don't make the d- don't do the thing you're doing then if it's hard <laughs> and you don't want to do it. Well, they're not doing it. That's what they said. I not, mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, personally, I welcome the variety in RPG space, and it's great to hear a development studio give themselves a hard scope for their game. But it is also difficult to argue with the reception of these mechanics. I struggle to think of highly successful Western RPGs in the last decade or so that don't feature some sort of romance mechanic. Many would attribute Baldur's Gate 3's recent and vast commercial success in part to its commitment to weird and wonderful romances that the player can engage with, especially among more casual players who don't usually play RPGs. Curious to hear the panel's thoughts on romance options in RPGs. Is it important enough to pursue? What are some examples of romance done well, done badly, and how you might like to see romance mechanics evolve and innovate over the coming years? (laughs) I talked about this a little bit at Goaties. I like romance options when it's like a defined character. So like Geralt in The Witcher mm. or Chloe or Max in Life is Strange. When I create a character, um, I never really engage with it because it just feels weird. Like romance is mm. two sides. I just, I just find it weird to like press buttons, now you like me kind of thing. That's my own personal weird issue. I'm not... Right. You know, judging anyone at all. Like, I wish I was in, into it more because it's like the ultimate bond is a right. relationship. It's the number one bond. But, yeah, just with created characters, it just never feels rewarding and fulfilling for me. It feels one-sided. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on... <laughs> I love... Yeah. Love. There we go. I like... Um, I like romance and games. I I hear where you're coming from, Hebrew. It's interesting <laughs> because for me, like character created or you know player created characters are my favorite kinds of games. It's mm-hmm. it's the kind of games where I most get in to the games. Yeah. Because like when I'm playing a game, generally, obviously not always, but like if I'm playing a game that you're some person, for me usually like a dude. It it happens more when it's a dude. But like. You know, I'm like, well, that ain't me. Why, what am I doing here? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not playing this. You know, this is, uh, you know, I'm not doing that. That's Alan Wake doing that. Like, <laughs> your money's in Fred's house and Alan Wake's house. But yeah, uh, yeah. So for me, like, it hits different. Like, romance where you created a character is, is it feels, I, I RP it more where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this. You know, like, this yeah. is my cyberpunk version of this person doing this, you know. So I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. But I fully, like, in games like, uh, you know, true colors or whatever. It's like, that's a different kind of a thing. Yeah. You know? So it's like totally, totally. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to me that, cause like, and the news cycles are so interesting with avowed because I've seen like five headlines of things that avowed isn't doing lately mm. where yeah, it's like, Oh, we only heck? have two. We only give you the option of two player character races because it's first person. And it's like, I think people are just kind of framing it in this way but it's like I'm, I'm hearing about all the things that about isn't doing instead of all the things that it is yeah headlines are weird right yeah, now yeah it's strange but clickbait era yeah yeah for sure D- done been in that era for 20 years yeah, I know 
But yeah, I don't know. Romance is cool. What do you think, Damiani? I mean, I'm, I generally find it like it's kind of gratifying to have romance options. It's, you know, it's kind of like helps develop a character out. You see more sides of a character, whether it is like a crafted character by the developer, the writing team or character created. I do tend to like not be as interested in romance options when it's a, a, my own create a character. But at the same time, like as long as the other character is like defined, I tend to like be like, okay, I can see this. I'm like, I'm interested in that as well. Um, but also like, I don't like I see why they're in there. Like a lot of people are drawn to them uh, for, for various reasons, but like, I would not be upset personally if like some of my like favorite upcoming RPGs, like, yeah, there's no romance in this at all, but I would think it'd be a little bit crazy. I mean, like, I mean, shipping arguments for like predefined characters in games like through the decades you know like fandoms getting like riled up over that like it's always like something that they get passionate about and then you know i would never want to take away like the the autonomy like the sorry not tommy the you know player uh, authority that you have when you're making your decision making with a creative character it's like i would like to you know have that so i don't know uh that's not the most elegant answer but like I'm, I'm I'm glad it exists. I do find it appealing sometimes when I come across it, but in general, I don't personally would not lament if it just like wasn't even present. Like it's like okay, I, I generally am drawn to more of the game aspects of a game than the narrative aspects of a game when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, like a lot of it comes down to how rigid they can feel sometimes. Where it just feels like a point-to-point quest line. 100%. Pick this option. Right. Pick this one also. And okay, it, you guys are together. And it doesn't feel like as totally. much of a, re- a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. and I had these weird issues, uh, particularly like with Mass Effect 2 and stuff where it's like, I'm just trying to talk to this person and get to know them. And then all of a sudden, we're, we're like switching over to like another level of conversation. I'm like, wait, no, I just... I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be your friend. This is not where I was going with this. Blood friend zone. <laughs> What's happening? Um, but then, um, but then, like I was saying, it's like the fact that like a lot of the times, it's like this weird thing of like, oh, you did it, you accomplished it. It's like you got together this person and you slept together, and now they were just repeat the same dialogue over and over every time you talk to them yeah. and from the rest yeah, of the game. Yeah, then the relationship just stops in, yeah. in most games. Yeah, and it was just, and it's so weird. And like even, I I feel like I even had that experience with, with, with Cyberpunk. Like Not Witcher 3. I had a great, best yeah, no, payoffs. I'm just getting to oh that. But like, but with Cyberpunk, Ugh. like with, with Pan Am, like there were actually some like great moments I was really yeah. appreciating. I was like, hey, you don't have to sleep together at this point or whatever. Like you can just chill and hang out and just be together. And then you get to the end of our quest line, and that's sort of it. We don't talk to each other that yeah. much anymore. And you're like, oh, okay. Whereas, like, you're saying, like, with Witcher, like, with Yennefer, like, yeah, there were sex scenes and stuff with Yennefer, but, like, she is there. She is a presence throughout that game. They communicate so well, like, with uh, just nonverbal contact and stuff like that. And it's just... You know, and because like Triss is like in all of the games, so you have like more of a connection if you're just a game player. Because like, right, yeah, you like have that even, dynamic of like who do you other characters have more? also yeah. that just like have a really good vibe with Carol. <laughs> like he's he's good. 
It's funny because I, I think that, like, in my playthrough anyway, I know everyone has really different experiences with Baldur's Gate, but, like, my playthrough, the romances all felt pretty natural, felt pretty good. I did find myself wanting... Like, games don't do this ever really well. I haven't really seen a game where you, the player has the option for this because it's like... <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but I'm gay in real life. <laughs> and, like, there was this a moment where I was hanging out with Will in Baldur's Gate, and we were, like, dancing, you know, and this stuff. And, like, he leaned in for a kiss, kind of, and I, you know, the only option I had was to, like, say, yo, hey, nah, you know? But, like, in real life, when when a guy, you know, is, like, coming on to me or whatever, I would just say, like, oh, I'm gay, so, you know, sorry. You know, it's not your pro- it's not your fault, you know? And I kind of wished I could do that in, in the game, too, where it's, like, because yeah. it, it, yeah. you know, it's an explanation. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's the same thing kind of, kind of saying with, like, the rigidity of it. It was, like, yeah. oh. But that's a perfect word for it, but Yeah, because it's, like, oh, I don't, I don't want to kiss you right now. Like, we've even had that, some of those moments in some yeah. of the games we've played together. It's, like, this doesn't Blood feel like a time these characters should kiss. <laughs> Yeah. Blood will not allow yeah. kissing in any of our group playthroughs. It's, I, it, I am scandalized to this day. It just comes out of nowhere. Like, yeah. The adrenaline is pumping blood. And then it's like, but that, that's the thing, though. It's like, it's either it's either like all in or all out. Yep. Yeah. And, like, and you and can't just one, like, I don't want to kiss you right now. It's, it's like, nope, no, you're never talking to me again. Yeah, it's Sorry. a one-time thing. It's like, either you either we we bang right now on the on the cobblestones of this fucking church, or we never speak again. And it's like, well, how about we get to know each other better? Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Fun question. Kissless any percent. That's <laughs> 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 cool. Uh, but I do think Harrison's right that like, yeah, that's a huge part of why that game is so successful and so many people are talking about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Bear sex? Yeah. I mean, huge headline. But all, but all of the companions that you can have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, sex. like, you know, Was obviously huge. different experiences with different <laughs> characters. Like, because some people have, like, you know, horny runs and some people have celibate runs, whether they want it to be or not in Baldur's Gate. But, like, the way that they handle the language around like sex and love in that game I think is very very well done and like other games should kind of take a page from that like you have conversations about consent in that game and that's really good yeah hell yeah from Super Sushi Super Sushi greetings allies I finally gotten around to playing the Dead Space remake nice and I'm completely in love with the plasma cutter hell yeah one of the most iconic fucking so good for me it completely Overshadows every other weapon oh, sure. in the game. Honestly, sure. to a detriment. To a, de- to to a detriment. To an insane degree. It's the only gun. <laughs> it's the only gun. Yeah. My question. Even in the OG. Sorry, I know I'm talking over you, but like even in the OG one, like I never even Same, bothered yeah. with Same. the other guns. In I was the like, OG, oh, it's what? the Why only would I thing that? I used for yeah. sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. My question for you is: What is a starting weapon you prefer over every other weapon that a game throws at you. Any other any other games you can think of where the starter is the, that's just the game. That's just, yeah, that's uh, the gun. Double pistols and max pain. I think you start with one pistol, but then you get another one really quickly. So mm. just like the classic pistols and max pain is, is the go-to. I, I this is a, this is a bit of a stretch, but I, I just really love pistols in general in, in Resident Evil, mm. um, especially four. I do switch to the red nine like later, but I use I up I fully upgrade the starter pistol before I change to another nice. one. Nice, you know? Damiani. 
I don't know. This, this question makes me th- like, glad for the glamour transmogrify system. Mm. Like, like, cause for visual appearance, because yeah, like obviously some of the most iconic weapons, I want to like keep using them, even though they're not the best. So like Buster you know, sword, Buster sword or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the bus dude. Uh, no, I switched knives and re four as well. Um, blades like, of chaos. Get, like, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I'm. Something's just eluding me, but yeah, I feel like I'm generally like, no, nope, move on to the next thing, even though it's like not like the, not the starting weapon, like uh, the iconic thing you see, like all the key art and stuff. Snake Eater, dude, CQC, the pistol knife oh. combo. Oh yeah, yeah. Ten out of ten. Use that the whole game. Yeah. Never change. Yeah, but you don't like upgrade those though, right? You you can't upgrade. True, 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 true. That right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that that's where I'm like, I, I feel like it's a game you have to be able to like switch out, upgrade, or change. Switch out. You're right. You know the thing. Fair. Yeah. Although you could use certain weapons in that game for sure. I mean, I guess you don't start with that. So if you like started with something else, yeah. I mean, you start with that. So keep using that over anything else. Then that would be. Know valid, I think, right? I remember. I don't remember if you start with it, but I remember in Day of Defeat, I just used like the M1 Garand, like the whole game. <laughs> oh hell yeah, that was such a good rifle. Ping. Uh, yeah. What reminded me was that the trailer, the Death Stranding rope. Oh hell yeah! Just the rope. The rope. So what are all these other weapons? I don't yep, need them. Doesn't even matter. All Ooh, rope runs. <laughs> yep. Just gonna rope these guys up real quick. Fun question. It's funny, like similar to this question, but like Warframe was making me think of this because I actually switch weapons pretty frequently. Like in Souls games, I always get to the weapon I like and then I don't ever change it. Like mm. I'm like, this is my weapon. I like this one, you know. Like I try a bunch until I find it, but then never move again. But yeah, most games I, I do that. But Warframe, I switch all the time. It's time for bets. This week's bet, fun one. Helldivers 2 out next Ooh. Thursday. Cody. We're going to drop in to the first mission that has enemies. No tutorial missions. First real mission with enemies on the hardest difficulty available. Solo if possible. I don't know if it's going to let you solo that game or not. But solo Sokoa. If we can solo, we'll go in solo. We will run straight ahead firing continuously. So either hold that button or just keep fanning the hammer. How long will we survive? Huber, the stealthy centipede. I went with the high. I'm hoping we start in a cave or a base. I said six minutes. Six minutes. Yeah. I Jesus. Went, I went high here, dude. I'm hoping the enemies are way away and we don't aggro them or something. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping. We run into a wall and we get caught. That was where my head was at. Yeah. Damiani, the pompous cocker spaniel. I went with one minute and 12 seconds. One twelve. Isla, the wet hummingbird. I'm hoping the opposite of Huber. I hope they drop us out of a like a ship into a bunch of enemies and we just die immediately. I said 16 seconds. 16 seconds. I love it. Dawn, the fashionable manatee. 49 seconds. Damn, I should have just 49. Gabby, optimistic rat. Gabby says one minute. One minute even. Ooh, we're all bunching up here. Because I, the effervescent hippopotamus, put 57 seconds. Ooh. Okay, I edged to hold them out. <laughs> so Huber and I have decent bets if it's really fast or really slow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Last week's bet. 
Last week we talked about Pal World's explosive launch, which is now at 19 million players, 12 million on Steam. That is. 7 million on Xbox. That is crazy. Uh, Xbox, a lot of those are Game Pass, but that's a that is so ton crazy, for dude. Steam. Uh, the biggest third party launch ever on Game Pass. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, is this for, game still alive? I feel like oh, it's already dead. Nope. Oh, for no, the bet, I ask okay. where it would range, yeah. rank on Twitch this okay. week, right before the podcast. <laughs> Last week it was at third when I had checked. Yeah. Huberbet, five, fifth place. Mitch for Isla bet third place. Damiani bet fifth place. Isla bet sixth place. Don bet fourth place. Gabby bet eighth place. I bet second place. The answer? It was in fifth. Oh, right now it's in sixth. Rocking <laughs> it, dude. Let's go. So that brings the scores to three for the Stealthy Centipede. And two for the Pompous Cocker Spaniel. Both got a point. Dang it. Seventh rest, right now. The rest ah. of us are zeroed out. <laughs> It's seventh right now, yeah. So Gabby and I would have shared it. But it was beforehand. Why is this buzzing? All right. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, this podcast and our reviews and our, all the little things that we do here and there, the streams, it all happens uh, because people like yourself pitch in and help us out. Uh, so if you think that this podcast, these four episodes you get every month, uh, are worth five bucks a month, please jump in there and do that uh, because that is how all of this keeps running. Uh, we have different rewards at different reward levels. Uh, at that $5 level, you get this podcast two days early. You get it ad-free. You get bonus love and respect questions. You get to submit to love and respect. Uh, you get to submit to the wrong question. I skipped that this week because it was a crazy week. But, you know, sometimes we'll skip it. Sometimes we'll have it. But I keep track of some of the ones I like. I got a little. I got a list over there. Uh, you also get in the Discord to vote on those top 10s that we talked about, so definitely check that out. At $10 is our contributor tier. You get to be in the Community Showcase, and you get to vote on Stream Team every month. And then we got our producer tiers at $25 and up. And our Platinum producers get a shout-out on this podcast each and every week. This month's shout-outs go to Jabawabs, El Thanis, Greg, The Dark Knight Kettering, and Raymond Wheeler the Third, shout, shout out! Shout out! All right. If you have not seen it yet, our game of the year video is up. Bow, bow, bow. It is so fun. Bow, bow. I love getting everyone's scripts together, yes. going through that stuff, digging around, finding music, and then seeing what what Isla comes up with. Yeah. Um. It's I a- love to troll in these. Yeah, she does. And uh, sometimes I'm stunting on a game because the game I wanted to win won. And so I stunt on the one that didn't <laughs> win. And sometimes the one I wanted to win did not win. <laughs> and then I'm sad. Uh, but shout out to Sophia, my wife, for perfect mouse acting. in the Because uh, I asked her, I was like, capture a line that's really sad for me, please. Yeah. Yeah, that was really, really nice. Uh, also, also, yeah, putting in all the Avatar stuff for Don. Yes, was really yes. Funny. Had to give Don the nod there. Mm-hmm. Lots of Avatar in there. Uh, we also have Damiani's uh, Persona 3 Reload review, which we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, anything else? Any of your, any of your streams or anything that you guys want to shout out? We we've show, we checked out a couple of those, but yeah, yeah, nothing. All right, Huber and Damiani, you got to decide. You get a shout out, anything or anything, anyone that's on your mind. You get the final word, and you get to sign off. So who's getting what? Can I do the shout out, Damiani? Uh, sure. Uh, dude, I started watching Percy Jackson on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. The show is amazing. Okay. The show's really good. Highly recommend. Go flies by brisk pace. Super good. I was not anticipating being so into it, and I'm like super invested in Percy Jackson. Nice. Yes. Did not expect it. <laughs> Damiani, final word. All right. Never bet against Kojima. <laughs> that guy just elevates this industry. He just makes things so fun and exciting. It's like you like got to have him. Like more like that. It's just so fun to have trailers dropped by Kojima or new game announced by G- like we all like know when it's announced with like nothing fizzins like it's nothing. It's nothing. But you know what's coming. You absolutely know what's coming down the line. You know it's going to be like holy crap because I, I, it's just so fun, and I don't want to, like, please never lose that. It's amazing. All right, and who's signing off? Take us away, Damiani. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. With a shadow campaign okay. being uh, added. Oh. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm done.